Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Tuesday show. I was, you know, you gotta do this. Once the beard gets this long, you gotta start maintaining oh, yeah, it. Anyway, sure. welcome to the Tuesday show. I'm Ultra David. I'm James Chen. How's everybody going? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. We got some cool stuff to talk about. Oops. Might want to mute that guy. But we will be talking about the E-League. We'll be talking about the... I'm not really sure what ESL stands for now that I think about it. Uh, we'll be talking about it's esports. Electronic Sports League, right? Probably. Uh, we'll be talking about <laughs> results from Game Over and uh, 2G, GC, Civil War. We'll be talking about this Smash Box interesting info, I guess. Kind of uh, unfortunate situations over right. there. And we'll be talking about the Street Fighter V patch, which uh, is live on the, the beta, beta PC. PC. Yeah. It's free. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anybody can play it, as long as you don't have... True potato, we have a potato, but <laughs> you don't exactly need the king of machines either. So anyway, you want to start out by talking about the E-League? Yeah, sure, but just wanted to mention real quick that, of course, uh, that's where Steve and Steve are, so they are not able to join us today. So they are over there at the E-League in Atlanta. So Just trying to do the stage jam. <laughs> not that easy, folks. Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, uh, so... E-League is happening, right? I'm sure everybody's been watching. It's been great, I feel. Uh, of course, we're talking about an event run by Turner Sports. Mm -hmm. They did CSGO previously last season. Correct. E and it was on TV. This will be on TV. E-League will be on TV, but we're currently in the qualifying rounds, so mm -hmm. this is just streamed. But it's been getting good numbers. Yeah. It starts with uh, four groups, and we've only managed to play through two of those groups so far. Correct. Group A and Group B. Yeah, that's right. I think it's funny that you had to look at the screen to see whether it was Group B or not. Is that what you were just doing? No. Oh, okay. So it was. It looked like Group A and Group B. <laughs> um, right, so, of course, Street Fighter V, half of the groups are done in the preliminary stage. There's then a set of brackets that happen mm -hmm. later to determine who move on. It's a little bit complicated, but as a base level, have you seen it? What do you think? Uh, looks good so far. Uh, a lot of things that I like about it. There's a lot of strange, questionable things about it, but, uh, outside of that, uh, I like it so far. I like it so far. Obviously, the pacing is the main concern right now, that they have a break after, in between every match. And, you know, since we do ESL, like, and we've done a bunch of other stuff, we know a lot about the moving parts and why people sure. take these quick breaks. And let me tell you something right now. At home, when you're watching, it's like, God, these breaks are forever. Like, when I watch ESL and I'm at home and it's like two-minute break, I'm like, God, these breaks are forever. When you're actually at the event and it's like a two-minute break, it's like, hey, you have a break. Okay, break is done. And you're For like, what, what the heck just happened? You know? For like, real. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I'm, I'm with you. The breaks are a little bit too much. But that said... You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and, and what you bring up, I think, is a very important point. People have been talking about, you know, uh, using the brakes for advertising and the like, but I, I'm, I don't even know if that's all of it. I feel like there's probably also time being used to set things up, right? Get the new players to sit down so that they don't have to check the buttons on, on stream. Right. Uh, uh, get the assets in, you know, mm -hmm. the, the video clips that you're going to need. Get time to create replays that they're going to show afterward. Like, there's all of these things that happen. <laughs> right. Right? So, um, I feel like that's part of it. That said, it would be nice to have faster pace, of course. Right. Um, for me, that's really my only critique. Uh, minorly, yesterday, they had 
you know, very low background music on the stages, which was weird. I don't know if they did that today because I we couldn't, we couldn't really watch. Yeah, 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 and when uh, we were uh, watching, it was muted. Right. Uh, um, so I don't I don't know if that's the case. I guess let me know in chat if that was something that they continued this day or not. But that's really it. You know, I really liked it a lot. Other than that, I'm very happy about how you know Steven and Steve and Rip and Z have all mm-hmm. done. I think they've all been really good out there. Um, and, and of course, the matches have been awesome. Oh yeah, 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 of course. And and we've only gone through two of the pools so far, so. As we said, uh, we'll probably talk about the results over there. Gutex hasn't played yet. Correct. But I saw photos of Gutex, and that man is bearded now, dude. Did you see that? Yeah. I didn't even know that was in his jeans, yeah, man. I, know, I feel right? like he had a beard transplant over there. I thought I've known him was, forever, and I've never seen him with a beard. They said music was on today. That's but, good. But, I mean, he's like part Asian. Like, he's half Chinese. How did he get a beard like that? Hey, man. You know, actually, that's not true. Some Chinese people get those, you know, those long, luscious beards. Dude. I definitely cannot do that at yeah. all. So sure, yeah. I mean, uh, anyway, it worked out for him. I, I like how it looks out there. So, uh, I people are talking about the the commentary in here. It's interesting how they're saying that the hype is kind of low, cause yeah. Especially with like Tasty Steve. I feel like it's been great personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm biased. They're all my friends, but I I feel like it's been great personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as far as the look, it's quite esports. Obviously, the mm-hmm. stages. Right. Ridiculous looking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, how how do you feel about that side of it? It's it's you know quite quite professional. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a direction. Probably a lot of people feel like it kind of sort of has to go because that's the standard for TV. Uh, because it's going to be on TV, I feel like they kind of have to do that because a lot of people watching on TV are unfamiliar with the genre. They'll see it, and if it looks familiar to them, it will be something that's probably more acceptable to them. If it was only on Twitch, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because then we can do whatever the hell we want, right? But because this is for TV, and it's going to be largely for an audience unfamiliar with them, you know. Having said that, I do want to comment that I I am kind of sad right now that I don't feel like the commentary is particularly beginner-friendly, but... It's on Twitch right now, so I don't think it matters. Like, once it makes the transition to TBS, maybe it will matter a little bit more. I think more. that's a good point. Yeah, we'll talk with them about that. But <laughs> the funniest one was uh, Gerald from Core Gaming, which, of course, I dis- I, it blew my mind to discover that that's a pun on Korea, right? Core Gaming. I, I asked him that, and he was like, you win. And I was like, holy crap, yeah. But Gerald you know, made the comment that... Um, you know, the, the host asked Sejam at one point, he's like, you know, fighting games are hard, we're using a lot of lingo, try to explain stuff. And the first thing Sejam was talking about was Balrog. So he was like, oh yeah, so Balrog has this punch button, no, he has this kick button where he punches you. And that's all he wrote. And it's like, oh man. Yeah, and there was some other, <laughs> there was some other kind of in the weeds lingo in there. Not stuff that's even like too complicated, but it was talking something about frame advantage, which is like, understandable if you have any familiarity with fighting games, but if you don't, then uh, you don't know what that means at all. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, fair enough. I hope that they figure that stuff out, but uh, I really do like the commentary matchups, the pairings, I think have been really solid. Um, And by the way, I think that uh, Richard Lewis has actually done a pretty good job hosting. Um, I thought that it was like a bit odd that they would have him hosting. He doesn't have any like FGC Uh experience, but... 
his, and the, his and role. the interview guy, right? So and then, yeah. Dude, um, I just see this picture, dude. I'm gonna yo, look at Gutex. I, I haven't seen that picture. I'm gonna put this picture up on. The, He's like the cyberpunk Ryan. Dude, but dude. There's more to it than that, in my opinion. I feel like I he's like a cyberpunk. Thing. Look at this guy. He's like a warlord cyberpunk guy. What yeah, are you warlord. Doing out there, no, Ryan? you know what he looks like to me? He looks like Ringo Starr. He actually, he kind of does. He looks like Ringo Starr I think in this picture. Glasses, right? But yeah, uh-huh. and the, and the Look beard, at that guy. everything is in there, dude. He, I, honestly, I almost don't recognize him. Like I know that it's <laughs> Gutex, but. But dude, like he looks pretty different. Dude, I like it, but it's pretty different. I'm telling you, dude, he looks like Ringo Starr to me. He looks almost exactly. No, like I can him. totally see what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Um, if you go back ten years and you show Ryan Gutierrez that picture, this is you in ten years. Dude, uh, ten years ago, you know Gutex had long hair, right? Yeah. When he first showed up to like Cal Poly I remember, yeah. for all those events, he had the long hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When uh-huh. I first met him, he had he had long hair still. <laughs> Although I had long hair at the time as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty wild looking. So, uh, the matches, like I said, have been awesome. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. He's like some post-apocalyptic cyberpunk warlord. Yeah, Mad Max. Yes. Gutex, yeah, yes. Right? Yep. Do not, my friends, become addicted to water. Right. Gutex. Uh, <laughs> Gutex is gonna chase down some people because they took away all of his, you know. Is his childbearing wife? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so you want to talk about the matches a little bit? Yeah, let's talk about Group A. Let's talk about let's let's go over the results in Group A real quick. Okay, cool. So yeah. one thing I do like about so just the so you, site is that they update their own site with results. Right. Immediately. So just so you guys know, so there was four groups of eight players each, all round robin, and the top six qualify into a bracket. So. But that's six times four. That's twenty-four. So twenty-four people make it into a bracket. Yeah. Do we know? But how there's that... like different brackets. Oh. Okay. Yeah, the okay. whole thing is okay. on there. I mean, let's see. Some spiel. I saw on DOT Esports that had the entire format, which is oh, pretty cool. Okay. So in the qualifying okay. round, each player faces everyone else. It's the best two out of three. Two players drown. Everybody else goes on to the group stage. I'm sorry. Everybody else will move past the group stage, and then face everyone in the group in the best of. I really got to try to read before I say things out loud. Okay. The winner of each group will advance to the finals in the upper slash winner's bracket. The runner-up of each group (laughs) will advance to the finals in the loser's bracket. The top eight will advance to the best of five finals bracket. Oh, that's right. There's the there's the people. The top two of the pools automatically qualify. They scoot on up into semifinals. Right. So in other words... Out of the eight people, two are eliminated, two are automatically put into the final bracket, and then there's four players each in the other brackets. I think they get put into a pool. That sounds right to me. To qualify as the last eight to get in there, or something like that. So there you go. Close enough approximation from my book. Mm-hmm. So because I saw them like in Group A, like Punk has already qualified right. for TV, basically. Right. So the top two in each group have already qualified for TV. The middle four are the people who are fighting to be the last people to correct. get onto TV. I believe that is correct. Mm-hmm. So the groups, um, I gotta tell you, I thought the Group A was the toughest. That so. that already happened yesterday. Yeah. So tell you who was in there. Well, we might as well just say the results. Yeah. Punk won it. Right. Uh, and in dominant fashion, 6-1. and one. Who did he lose to? Do you remember? I'm sure I can find that out for you. Um, 
Infiltration. Oh, that's right. Infiltration. I remember that because Infiltration beat him with Jury and it looked like it caught him off guard. Like right. Punk was like, wait, I've never fought this character before. Yeah, like there was a range where Jury's stand medium kick is a pretty good poke. Yeah. And, and he, is bufferable and, and he definitely poked yeah, into it. Like that into the flip kick into super. Yes, I yeah. remember that. I remember that. Other than that though, Punk was perfect. Second place was Momochi, who was five and two. Remember, he did not do that well at South by Southwest, which was only last week, but he did say that he was practicing for Ely. Right. I did think that it was funny that Steve and Steve kept joking that he was actually doing subterfuge at South by Southwest. Like, look, I'm practicing for Ely. Get ready for my bison and Rashid. <laughs> Ken. All Ken. Right. And Ely yeah. and five and two. So good job to him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Smug got third place. Also five and two. Correct. Brolino. No, no shocks, no shocks to, about Smug, but that, but that means Momochi and Punk have qualified to the TV spots already, and so now these next four guys, starting with Smug, are have to do one more bracket. Correct. Okay. So Smug third place, Brolino fourth place. Look, Brolino is a super strong player. Yeah. Nobody sleeps on that guy from Brazil. He has beaten Infiltration in the past. He did so mm -hmm. again yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, super good, of course. Infiltration got fifth. Hmm. Julio Fuentes got sixth. Yeah, Infiltration was having a little problems. Like he did not look great. He has like almost character crisis. Like he played mostly Rashid, and then had a little bit of Jury in there, but definitely didn't look as strong uh, as a lot of other people. I, I'll tell you, um, I was a bit worried about Infiltration going into it. Actually, mm -hmm. uh, I obviously haven't seen him play at a high level in in some time. But I had heard some things that he was playing jury, slash that he wasn't super comfortable, mm. slash he's been planning his wedding. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. That's and, and he did mention that on the uh, right. on the esports yesterday. Right, right. So, uh, obviously, super talented. I just didn't didn't know if he'd be ready. And he was four and three, so not fantastic for him. But at least he squeaks on through. Julio qualified as well in sixth place. He was two and five. Yeah, and a lot of people don't. I don't know if a lot of people are aware of like the hand problems that I'm not he sure, has. Yeah. yeah, so he definitely has like a carpal tunnel issue when he plays, and that has affected him. So that the fact that he made it two and five is pretty impressive. Uh, I, I was worried about him. Yeah, I gotta tell uh -huh, you. Uh -huh. Yeah, I thought that that was not likely, but yeah, he did it. Two and five. Right. Seventh place, Marn. Right. Actually, also two and five. Yeah. Just a lot of people were sad about that because obviously he was doing his job as being the entertainment during right. that group with the amazing interviews and the mm. and just the facial expressions and everything like that that now people want to turn into global emotes and everything like that. So Yeah. Hop on that before Eris does. <laughs> uh, it's that's I mean, I, I certainly get that. He's a very entertaining guy. Mm -hmm. And if you view this as a chance to entertain rather than just as a tournament, which I think is accurate, it's probably what E-League is going for, mm -hmm. uh, then he was a, I feel like, an important part of that. Because he, he is a character in a way that nobody else is. Mm -hmm. right? Um, that's it. I mean, two and five didn't work out. Yeah. You know? So he was clearly quite upset with himself afterward. There was a post-interview. In which he, you know, I felt like he was close to tearing up and just... Did, he, did it really seem like that? It really did seem like oh, that. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. Not the last one where you were saying that he hated Brazil, right? That one. That one? Yeah. Oh, maybe I didn't watch it close enough or something. So. That's how it seemed to me. 
Oh, uh, well, no, someone in the chat even said that. He was training super hard leading to this and almost yeah. cried in the post interview. Yeah, yeah he said okay. he was training a lot. Okay, okay. And then, hmm. last place, Ricky Ortiz. Zero and seven. Yeah, following the South by Southwest, zero and seven. Saying that she didn't think her cami was ready. She pulled out cami for one whole match. It didn't work out. But uh, Chun-Li is not working. Chun-Li is not working. Yeah. Um, I, I, can, I continue to not be sure if she's terrible. I don't think she's terrible. Right. But I do think that she is not a Ricky character. Yeah. I do. Like, in season one, she, she was a footsies pressure character. But, like, an active... You want to do stuff, footsies, mm-hmm. which is Ricky's footsies. Mm-hmm. Ricky is not really like the counter poker. She's not like the stay away. I'm just gonna buffer back fierce into super back here mm-hmm. as Chun Li mm-hmm. in Third Strike. CBS two. She she has sick footsies, but it was like doing stuff. Right, Kara throw threats and stuff like that. She wants yeah. to move forward, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that Chun is that character, so I just don't think that that fits her well. She did try Cammy, like you said, once, but that didn't work out either. Right, and I'm going to say this too. I mean, you say you don't think Chun Li is terrible. I, I don't think she's terrible, but I think that everybody who used Chun should not play Chun anymore, because to have all that power and to suddenly not have it, look what Punk is doing, for example, with Nash. Right, so he's kind of approaching Nash, kind of from the season one blind, kind of standpoint, and he's able to make him work. But then you have someone like, I feel like that that's what it's going to take. Someone who's jumping into Chun new. And they're, they're trying to play season two Chun, right? Exactly. Rather than being where else that there's no season one. Right. Chun so in other words, you didn't, you've never played season one Chun. You don't, rem, you don't know about what you're I missing. You. you know what I mean? Because when you're playing Chun right now, all you're doing is. I'm not doing any damage, bro. <laughs> you know, because like uh, I was talking to someone and they told me like, for example, Chun air lightning kicks, even if you hit it and then combo in the crouching light kick, crouching light punch in the light spinning bird kick is 150 damage. Oh, so literally you're doing like nothing. And so Chun, you got to step away from what season one was. But even then, I'm, I'm, I, I honestly feel like she's bottom five right now. Maybe. I, I really do feel yeah. like she's bottom five. That so. definitely could be. I, I don't want to say that I think she's strong. I just don't think she's absolutely terrible. I, I do think, though, <laughs> that uh, there's too much stuff on the line. Look, if you're Ricky, you just had a chance to win, uh, I think it was $25,000 prize pool at South by yeah, Southwest. Uh-huh. And $250,000 total prize pool at... Elite, right. you gotta bring out the juiciest, strongest stuff right. you can bring. Like you cannot, I feel, play characters that are at all not good. Like mm-hmm. if a character is like not terrible, but like not great, that's not good enough either. Yeah, but to be honest, you gotta you, pick the good stuff. I feel. Yeah, I'm not even sure Cammy is the right one for Ricky either. Um, there's a few other characters. Maybe Karen might be good for Ricky yeah. as well. Uh, but Cammy will work, though. Cammy will definitely work. I think Ricky just needs to hone in a few things, get some that tournament practice with Agreed. her. Agreed. It, it is certainly true that you can't just switch characters on the fly. It's, it for sure takes time, especially at the level that they're playing. However, I think that's part of why it's good that some folks play multiple characters. There's an insurance policy there. If one of those characters gets its butt kicked, then you got to know. Right. Right? 
I, so while I don't think it's necessary to play multiple characters at a high level in a turn in one tournament, mm-hmm. having multiple characters for backups and the like is something that you got to do. People got to take a lesson from scenes that come from that stuff, right? Street Fighter doesn't come from that stuff. Right. Look at the NRS folks. <laughs> Look at them. None of those guys give a hoot about Who character reason, preference, yeah. all right? I mean, Who's good? I'll tell you one thing, though, and this kind of goes back to uh, another theory that I had, though. Mortal Kombat characters just aren't that appealing. <laughs> I think they're super cool, James. Because, look, I said it one time before, the main reason why fatalities work in Mortal Kombat is because all the characters are just kind of like, you don't mind seeing them get dismembered because they're Dude. all kind of like... I, I Janky don't, characters, I you know? I just don't agree. I just don't agree. Yeah. I think it was just used to it, but... Because, like, I wouldn't want to... Like, even though, like, Darkstalkers, like, I would yeah. never want to see those characters get fatality. You I'm know? with you. Like, I'm so, with you, I but know. I think there might just be some... You're used to it factor in there. Yeah, uh, maybe. Because, I mean, having hung out with the MK heads, like, some of them are way into their characters. Oh, yeah? Okay, for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, but at, at a high level, there's really only a couple of people who maintain character loyalty. And in general, everybody has multiple characters that they play. And while in a single tournament, a, a couple of guys might stick with the same character, only Sonya, only Alien, whatever it is, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. They have those other characters in their yeah, back yeah, pocket yeah, so that when, not if, when those characters get changed, they can have a backup. And I really think that's something that has to happen right. in... So, I mean, some people say, like, Darkstalkers get sliced apart all the time, but it's always, like, this comic book kind of way, right? It's like you see them cut in half, and it's, like, literally just, like, meat and, like, that little tiny bone inside. Or, you know, it's always done in this cartoonish kind of way, as opposed to Mortal Kombat, where they're, like, where the guy spins the sword and you slide into it. It's, like, horrible torture porn. Yeah. I really uh, don't like that side of MK. But put up with it. For real, though, there are people who are way into their characters. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like, for example, I think the Katana Prime could probably be getting top eights at majors if that dude didn't always play that character. <laughs> Not that she's bad, just, you know, maybe right. there's better stuff out there. Anyway, that's what I want people to do in SF5 as well. Mm-hmm. Have those backups. Ricky's got to get there. Didn't happen this time. Any particular matches in Group A that stood out to you? Um, let's see, I'm scrolling through them now. Uh... I just was so impressed by Punk. You know, that yeah. dude is just such a strong player. I, I think the 0-2 at South by Southwest helped him. Right, of course, lot. he won his group stage. 7-0. Dominated. Mm-hmm. And then the actual tournament, top eight, the next day. 0-2. 0-2. And uh, someone, I, I heard that someone said that he even said he was nervous that morning of the top eight. And uh, other people were like, the, the 7-0 probably got to his head, a little overconfident. So I think that was a good wake-up call for him. So I think that will actually make him stronger here in E-League. I, I'm totally with you. I think that that's actually an important loss mm-hmm. to suffer. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's for long-term, like, important to have yeah, lost yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I even, I went up to him and told him that, too. I was like, this is kind of, imp- like, don't worry. I was like, remember this feeling. Right. Remember this feeling, because it is something you're going to want to avoid yeah, and that will only make you stronger. So. Clearly, he does. Clearly, he does. He's he's just. I just feel like he's so good at like all aspects of the game. <laughs> I don't want to gush too much, but I think he's super good. Okay. Uh, uh, let's go to group. Well, I, I mean, like obviously, 
look, the future is here right now, right? Smug, punk. Yeah, smug, punk. Those guys are so good. I don't think Berlino's a young guy necessarily, but like right, he doesn't right, travel right. to the rest of the world that often, so mm-hmm. it's awesome to see him do that still. Uh, Julio is actually not that old. Mm-hmm. Momochi, he continues to play that style that just doesn't seem like it's correct for the character and <laughs> he does such a great job with it at, at south by southwest after it ended right i went up to him and i had a conversation through interpreter z and i was like i don't think that you're playing ken i think you're playing like what you want ken to be uh-huh, but like uh-huh. it's not really ken right and he was like yes and he even said pretty much in that same conversation he was like I wouldn't win even if I had played only Ken. Ken is not long-term, blah, blah, He did blah. say that. It's the long con. Wow. You fell for the long con, and you talked about it, and everybody was like, got to prepare for Momochi's other characters, and he showed up, and he was like, Ken! <laughs> what a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, he, looks, he looks good. So then today was Group B. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that just concluded. Indeed, yeah, it was. I, we didn't get to watch much of it because yeah. we were doing ESL. And and, and that is probably something to mention, though, is that these breaks in between the matches, holy crap, it takes a long time to get through these pools, right? They're like a good seven hours. Yeah. They start at one uh-huh. p.m. Pacific time and they end at eight. Yeah, it ended at eight today. Yeah. It ended, like literally, literally as you walked hours. in the door yeah. at eight o'clock, it was. Yeah. You were still going. Yeah, I had I had the last match, Alex versus mm-hmm. uh, Ata, right mm-hmm. then. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, here was the pool. Uh, it was Piara Balrog taking the whole thing, six and one. Who did he? Lose I don't know. To? I'll look it up right now, though. Because he was undefeated when I had left. Uh, when I had left ESL and started driving home. Snake eyes. That's uh, okay. Actually, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, he hates that match. He actually, makes sense. Match. But it was two to one and last round. Mm, okay, there so, you go, there you go. no kind of a blow up there. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, obviously, Eduardo is a fantastic player, top eight at Evo, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, can't sleep on him at all. And he has a pretty decent character. I like that he admits it. I like that he says it, you know? He, in fact, uh, I heard an interview with him today as I was driving home. I had it on, like, radio style. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, he was like, hey... Shoutouts to Balrog players. Our character's finally good. <laughs> good. I'm, I'm glad. Finally good. Obviously, he didn't play any Super Turbo. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Okay. I've actually said that to him before. Yeah. And he was adamant that he, in fact, did play Super Turbo. Oh, okay. And I talked to Mono about it. Mono was like, eh, he wasn't that great at Super Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so that was number one, PR Rog, six and one overall. Snake Eyes was five and two. He was second really place. Really impressed by that. Really impressed by that. And his character's only going to get buffer. Dude. <laughs> we'll talk about Both that characters. in just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he, uh, played, he played not just Geek, he played also Akuma. Oh, Akuma, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. he, he lost to, let me see here, Daigo Umehara, okay. Guile. Okay. Makes I can understand sense. that. Yeah. And Alex Zavaye. <laughs> that makes sense. Because Alex Zavaye is kind of the one who taught Snake Eyes how to play. Mm, he was right? a big influence in mm-hmm, there, that's mm-hmm. for sure. And plus another thing is that some Zangief players hate that Rashid matchup. So. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know if you played Geef. Let me know. I, like I said, well, I did I, watch. They, they, they're, they're updating the backgrounds of the characters. Oh, is that actually who they I played? I think so, because you can see Akuma right there for Snake Eyes. 
I think that's actually who they played in those matches. So I don't know what they did in the case of like when Guilty messed with Colleen for just a brief minute. You yeah. Know? I don't know. Oh, how you're right. How about that? Snake Eyes, they show with both uh, yeah, uh, characters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good to point out. Uh, so then third place was Top 8 at Evo's Eta. Remember, he and all of his housemates got Top 8 at Evo, mm-hmm. which was crazy. Uh, he was 4-3 and three overall. Right. And so, he continues to play that that very, what I guess I would characterize as risky style, mm-hmm. but you got to talk about the consistency of it, because right. Top 8 at Evo, other tournaments, Dude, It's it so is. funny, because Eita and Momochi are playing, like, like Ken's supposed to be, I think, should be played, like, right here, and on the spectrum right here, like, crazy, calm, like, Ken should be here. Okay. But Eita's all the way here, and right. Mochi's... All the way over here, and yet somehow those two are making him work. Right. I, I really like that, actually. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Possible, uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. But, yeah, probably probably the ideal is somewhere in between them. Uh, it's it's very interesting to watch Eita do things like stand medium kick, EX dragon punch. Right? Like, stand medium kick, roundhouse, right? It's the chain. Dude, he did the Vi Street Fighter four. He walked up someone, whipped a, a, a throw, and then just EX uppercutted. He, he hit somebody with crouching strong EX Dragon Punch. You know what that was? That was mashing Dragon Punch, okay? That wasn't Dragon bu- crouching strong confirmed Dragon Punch. No, no. That was... <laughs> strong came out first. Oh, well, it's fine. Uh, yeah, man. He's, he's a, a, tr- a treat to watch. Treat to watch. I feel like he is this game's punko, early punko. Right. Of like, how are you doing that, man? What's going on up there? Uh, Something that uh, is working out, literally, but I don't know it. I don't get it. Yeah. But uh, no, certainly shout outs to him. Uh, Gamer B. In fourth place. In fourth place. Did you see that crazy comeback he had on Daigo? No. He, Daigo had drained him to one pixel. Gamer B, I mean, Daigo had lost one chunk. Gamer B got one combo into the corner, and then Daigo woke up with a flash kick. That was it. He was stunned, and that was the end. And uh, Gamer B took it over Daigo. It's a high-stakes game sometimes. Dude, I'm tell. This is why I'm so frustrated. Like, when I see that happen, and I know that they nerfed all the uppercuts, like, it just drives me crazy. I don't understand that either. Because you already made... I have I have seen more people die because of uppercuts than win because they did got a woke-up uppercut in the middle of a block string. Yeah. Because you do that much damage when you get that, but then when it gets blocked, they die. Like, yeah. I just... And, and I like, this might sound silly, but I like the option of the Eita style. Eita has to spend EX bar mm-hmm, to do mm-hmm. the craziness now. EX DPs. I would think it's cool if you can just do strong Dragon Punch. If you just want to be a wild man, mm-hmm. cool man, you know, do your thing. You're probably going to get busted a lot with crush counters, but I feel like that <laughs> should be available. So I don't like the change either. Yeah, Daigo was doing a lot of somersault. He was going flash kick crazy. It feels like how I play Guile in Super Turbo. I just want to flash kick everything, and it's a mistake. Yeah, man. Street Fighter Five, I feel like, has a lot of kinship with Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Yeah, dude. Uh-huh. That speaking of in you know games that don't give you an inch, uh-huh. you can't make mistakes in ST. You're dead yeah. for sure. But the best thing about that game is most of the uppercuts are safe. A lot of them are safe, <laughs> especially Cammies. Yes, actually, I'm starting to learn that it's like less and less safe than I think. Like Ken's uppercut is like. 
vastly safer than Cammy's. Yeah, but like, what about on T Hawk? You just do it. Oh yeah, yeah. T Hawk and Zangief are screwed. There's there's nothing they can do. There's like literally no punishments. They're done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there is that. But on the other hand, better not get grabbed by T Hawk, James. Yeah, I know. That's it. Anyway, uh, gamer B fourth. Then fifth place was Justin Wall. Okay. He started really poorly. I think he was like one and four at some point in time. Yeah, so he lost to... This is... In me, order get the order of the day here. Yeah. Order of the day was he lost to Eita. Uh-huh. Lost to Snake Eyes. Right. Beat Guilty. Beat Guilty. Lost, lost to PR Ball. So that's three and one. Lost to Gamer Yeah, see, he, went four, he wow. started four and one. How about one that? and, one and four, four, I should say, yeah. But then who did he end up beating in the end down there? He beat Vae. Very close. Yeah. And then he beat Daigo. Not so close. Yeah, he bodied Daigo. Wow, okay. Yeah, so there you go. Um, yeah, look, I, Justin's one of those guys who, who, again, if you view E-League as being sort of entertainment, he's one, somebody you will want in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's, he's a... An American name brand player in a way that very mm-hmm. few others are. The man's already been on TV. Right, he was in that, what was it, Pro Gamer? WCG. Yeah, yeah, WCG Gaming House thing. Whatever yeah. it was called. Uh, yeah. yeah. Where he lost because he had to like drive, drive a car. A car or, like, yeah. or like rock climb at one point. I was like, yeah. whatever. But in any case, he actually has been on TV because he's well known enough for that. So he's somebody that you want on there. Uh, and, he, and he squeaked through. He was very close. He was three and four overall um, because he beat... Alex Valle, I believe that was the tiebreaker that mm-hmm. yes, scooted yeah. him in there. Yeah, yeah, it was. Somebody else that if you want this to be TV, you definitely want on there is Daigo Umehara, and he also right. qualified in sixth mm-hmm. place. He was three, right four. at the end. Yep, three, four. So three players went three and four. It was Justin Wong, Daigo Umehara, and as you mentioned, uh, Alex Valle. But just to... Daigo's guile is obviously a work in progress. Agreed. Yeah, and it's going to be tough for him, too. Because as a person who has used Guile in old games, this Guile feels really weird. Hmm. Like, this Guile does. Like, when I play Guile in this game, because I did for a while, like, I couldn't get used to him. His crouching medium kick is just not the button that you remember it to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sonic Boom timing is weird because it can be predicted and jumped over and punished. Mm. So, like, you have to really kind of expand that that Sonic Boom game. So, you know, it's going to take some work for Daigo. It's not going to take him long before his Daigo is pretty amazing. Very good at adapting. Uh But, yeah, I'm I'm with you. It still still looks green for sure. So that was it. Pierre Balrog, Snake Eyes, Eita. Pierre Balrog, Snake Eyes qualify for it. Yeah, uh, which right. is cool so far to me. For me, yeah, because those are two totally. of my favorite players. Agreed. Uh-huh. Eita, Gamer B, Justin Wong, Daigo. Crazy good list. Right. Also qualify. Then did not qualify Alex Valle. Three and four. Same record as Daigo and Justin. Just didn't get the good end of the yeah. head-to-head matchups. That makes me sad. Me too. It makes me sad because, uh, I mean... Just doing well for the old school man. I mean, he's he is the oldest school player there, kind of besides Daigo, right? That's why I think it's funny. Like Daigo and Alex, they have been playing as long as each other. Like I feel yeah. like people forget this. Alex is like the That's old true. guy, but like Daigo came over to the U.S. in like '96 to play Vaya. to play yeah. Alex uh-huh. Vaya. Like he's not some newbie. And then Gamer B is like 38. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why Alex gets the, the rep of being the old man. Because I like the gray. 
Gray hair looks nice. It, it, I think but. a lot of it also just comes from the fact that it's similar to me in that he talks about it a lot and makes jokes about it, calls everyone nephews and calls That's everyone... That's true. He, know, does, he, does you know, he plays it up a lot. That's so, true. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's true. But yeah, that would have been sick to have him get through. Mm-hmm. And then Guilty at 8th, she went 0-7. So right. unfortunate for her... Um, both pools have had people who go 0 and 7 so far. Nobody's swept it clean. 6 and 1 is the best so far. But yeah, guilty there. Um, I only got to see her play a couple of times. I saw her try Colleen out. Yeah. But that was because but... against PR Balrog. And who really ever wants to play Dalsam against Balrog on purpose? <laughs> bad news. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was at ESL watching that. Commander Jesse was there and he was watching. He's like, yeah, I would never want to pick this character. <laughs> you gotta have a backup, man, for some matches. Yeah. Uh, Guilty, I thought that she actually had a good chance to beat Ata. She came, she got to last round versus Daigo, too. Oh, sick. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you know, close to not getting totally squadooshed, but ultimately she, you know, that's, that's what happened. Um, yeah, I feel like, so Guilty and I play quite often online, and she definitely has a sort of offense first risky style with Sim that uh, can maul people if you're not looking for it. And so I thought that she had a chance to beat Ata because it's like fire, fighting fire. Right. Right. Uh-huh. And it's, it's however the wind blows. And I felt like it was very close to her, but, uh, you know, didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I guess I haven't talked about this here. I was talking about it in that interview that you brought up with uh, Michael Martin that I did before this whole shindig. But, uh, you know, the question of whether some of the folks deserve the invite, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Guilty is somebody who folks mention when they think about that. I think that Guilty is a good player. Like I said, I play against her quite a bit. Knowing that she took Daigo to the last round, it was close against Eita. Uh, I don't know how the rest went. I didn't get to see it. But I feel like that's as good as like almost anybody would do outside of like 20 or 30 people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm cool with her being on there. Certainly would have been fantastic. For her, if she had qualified into the next round, it would have been fantastic for Turner Sports if she had qualified into the next round, right? There's just a very interesting story to sell there, but, you know, it didn't work out. I, I, I'm i happy for her that she got in there, and I, and I think that was great personal. Right. So, that's the couple of groups so far. Uh, in the other groups... Group C is going to be crazy. Group C is K-Brad, Gutex, Wolfcrone, Fudo, Tokido, Filipino Champ, Sien MOV. That's actually ridiculous. Dude, I think that's a ridiculous group. I mean, a lot of people talked about crazy. Group A, but that one that I've always kind of looked at was like, uh... That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's really not that much fluff in there. Uh, and, and so Gutex is somebody else who have, have people have said, does he deserve to be there? Look, Gutex is another guy who, who uh, you know, you, you sort of get it from the television perspective. Uh-huh. He is a popular host yeah. of, you know, probably the biggest show in the FGC, the uh-huh. cross-counter stuff. Maybe second only to Max, right? So um, there's that side of it. But then also, look, dude has been U.S. SBO representative in the past. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When he seriously tries to play a game, he can be really good. I- I'm scared of one thing, though, is that it was literally like maybe three days before this, this E-League that he started trying to learn a hitbox. I don't think he's learning it yet, right? I, feel like I hope not. I hope not. I hope not too. I hope not. I hope that's a for after yeah. a project. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he he was at SBO rep in Third Strike. He won majors back in early Street Fighter Four before he 
uh, kind of focused on the con- the content creator right. side of things rather than the gameplay side of things. You know, um, certainly he can be really strong. Just a question of how much he's he's training. Right, right. So um, that's it for there. But yeah, look, K. Brad, obviously great. Wolf yes. Crone has been one of the best American Street Fighter players for half a decade. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. At one point in time, was the best Street Fighter Four player Agreed. in the U.S. Yeah. Agreed. Fudo, Fudo, Evo Champ. Yeah. Second place at Evo last year. And, and weirdly enough. One of really, in my opinion, the only like really seriously strong Japanese players right now. I don't feel like Japan is nearly as strong as it used to be. I think you're right. So, but Fudo is definitely there, as is Tokido. Yes. Who's also in this pool? Yes. Yeah, Tokido uh, looks interesting with the Akuma. I still am not convinced by that character, but mm-hmm. he believes in it. He says so. That's cool. That's good enough right. for me. He's been great in the past at identifying strong characters. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. hope it works out. Uh, Filipino champ. Fantastic player. Yeah. Of course. Always overachieving with Dalsum. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Uh, Sien, just one final round. Yeah, he's kind of good. Pretty good. Pretty good player. I mean, look, last year all he did get was get ninth at Evo and Capcom Cup with Kong. Yeah, and he, he won a couple of big tournaments. Yeah, I know, Kong, dude. So. so he's okay. He's, he's a okay. very strong player. Yeah. And then MOV, uh, another one of the best players of all time. Yeah. But using Chun Li, so I'm curious to see how he's gonna do. Agreed. Yeah, that is that is pretty wild as a pool. Yeah. If you had to pick two people to drown, James. In that pool. Who drowns in pool group C? Two folks uh, do not make it on. I'm gonna say Gutex, just because he just hasn't been playing as much as everybody else, and I'm going to say MOV because of the character. Hard to disagree. <laughs> Hard for me to disagree with that. Okay. Who would you pick? No, I think I think I would do the same. Okay. To okay. Be honest. Okay. If you had to pick, who qualifies to TV? The mm-hmm. top two. Fudo and Cien. Well, that was a fast answer. <laughs> there was no consideration there. <laughs> That's it. Wow. That's all I'm saying right there. Okay. Fudo Ready to go. Cien. What about you? That's pretty hard to disagree. With. <laughs> Oh, people are saying MOV is using Ibuki, maybe. Oh, I hope that's true. I mean, he had his fantastic Ibuki in Street Fighter Four. Yeah. Uh, if he's playing Ibuki, then I would change my mind. If he's playing Chun, then I would be a little worried. And the only reason why I think he's playing Chun, I feel... I, I swear the colors in the background are supposed to... Re- no, I guess not. Never mind. Okay. No, it's just, not everybody has their own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if it's Ibuki... Yeah, probably... Well, maybe a different story. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh. MOV just picks good characters. He rarely hitches yeah. himself to a to a bad it's post. It's true. Um, so I, I'd be surprised, I guess, if he stuck with Chun Li too much. Right. Again, I don't think she's terrible. Certainly not great, and I don't think that that's an MOV character. Okay. I think Ibuki makes a lot more sense. Knowing that, if that's true, let me phrase it that way. Uh. For people going out then, right? Yeah, who dies? Okay. Who loses? I mean, again, Gutex probably. Yikes, probably though. Right. I'm rooting for you, Ryan. You know it. Uh, Gutex and maybe... Ooh. I feel so bad right now because Gutex is the only answer that we have so far. I'm sorry, Mr. Gooey. You know, we mentioned this before, and I know he's said the same thing, but Gutex is definitely the kind of guy that has to grind a lot. No, yeah, 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 uh-huh. And that's not a bad thing. It's just different strokes for different folks, I'm, but he's 
He's got to play a lot. Always said that he like it's interesting because I classify players a lot. This is just something I just do in my own time. I like to do this, and in fact, I should really just start writing a lot of this stuff down. Mm. You know, but I've always classified Gutex as you know how there's science, there's heart, there you know all these okay. different character char- categories. Yeah. But Gutex, like I feel like, is just a volume character player. He's like me. The more we play, the better we are. We have this problem where when we, if we don't play, we can't remember all the mix-ups. Like we have to play, get it grilled into our memory, and just get so familiar with the situations. You can see that because in Street Fighter Four, he was really successful early on because the dude played every single day and he just learned yeah. every situation and everything like that. And he was super good. But you can see when he started stop playing, he wasn't able to maintain that level. And there's a lot of players who can't maintain that level without continuing playing a lot. Yeah, it also took him a while to become strong in Street Fighter Four. It was not mm-hmm. like he picked it up and was the best in like a right. couple of months. It definitely was like a half-year project. And, of course, he got really good. Right, right. But, yeah, it wasn't immediate. But, see, the thing is, like, a lot of people are saying, that's everyone, James. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But, no, it's different. It's different because there's some people who can maintain being very good without playing as much because they've played a lot already. So, here's the thing. There's a lot of people who can play. Yes, it's always going to take many, many, many hours to get this good, right? But here's the thing is, like, imagine an energy meter in a video game. You play, you play. Okay. You get to expert. Bing! Right? Yeah. Everyone has different draining rates. Okay, fair enough. Right? And this is me and Gutex draining rate. Right? And then you gotta keep playing to like, uh, yeah. uh, uh. But then there's like Justin Wan. You go, bing! <laughs> For sure. You know For what I mean? Sure. Like, it's different like that. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's different people have different draining rates. So, yes, no matter what, it'll take that much time to get to that expert level, but the draining rate of your skill is different for I think everybody. That's, I think that's well put. So, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. Look. I mean, honestly. I'm still going to say MLB. You're still going to say Sticking with it. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, I mean, at that point, I, would, I might actually just do MOV or... F champ maybe mm. just cuz of the character just cuz of the character Okay. Man. Who Because he's got two Well, actually that's not true cuz he's not too bad against Cammy. No. Yeah. yeah, in terms of the matchups, Wolfcrone's Laura is going to eat him alive. Other than that, But see the thing not is Not too bad really. So Laura eats Dalsum alive, but F champ eats Wolfcrone. I think. Oh yeah, I don't remember. Is that a well, bad? Well, when they played a long time ago at that final round, remember he like ten owed him or something like that in that match. But uh, that was before Wolfcrone was any good. But I just I feel like F Champ would be able to get into his head really easily. You know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that that seems believable. Yeah. What about two players to come out on top? Uh, it would still be Fudo and Cien. No you would not what. change. I would okay. not change. Oh, for sure, no. Would be change. <laughs> okay. I'm. I'm like. I. I would like. 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 Bet this Dan figure on that. Wow. Right. Dan. I mean, to come be on. Traded look at, as yeah. chattel goods. Yeah. Exactly. For your wins. So. Uh. Yeah. I think I agree with you. Then in Group D, that's going to be C is tomorrow, D is Thursday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. You got Ryan Hart, <sighs> one of the all-time greatest still in fighting games. Ah. He is. Older than Alex Faye. Yeah, but I will say... Still, Don't let him get away with it. Still one of the most annoying things that all three of the Europe players are in this pool. Dude, I, look, I'm totally agree. I totally done with that. I also don't like that Group C has three of the four Japanese players. Right. Uh-huh. I think that sucks, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. 
What are you going to do? So 39-year-old Ryan Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, LPN is in there. L.I. Joe is in there. Shao High. Shao High. Knuckle Dew. Luffy. Chris Tatarian, And Phenom. Okay. Okay, okay. Man, I want to... I don't even know who Ryan Hart plays. They, they have him listed as Ken here, but who knows who he plays right now. Yeah, Ken, Guile. Yeah, he really is uh, yeah. 39. Um, or older now, I don't know. Uh, so, look, Do might still be the best in the world. Hard to know for sure. But uh, he, certainly he's among the best. Yeah. I think that's fair to say still. Uh, what do you feel about this pool I, in comparison to the others? I gotta say that this is not balanced at all. Like, I don't feel like this pool is particularly strong compared to the other pools. Like, if I had to name the two guys who are gonna make it out of there, I would just probably say Do and Luffy. Right? Like, that just feels like a kind of a given to me. Yeah, you don't think that Shanghai or Phenom? Uh, Shao Hai, I don't know what he's been doing. Like, I haven't seen him play recently. Me neither, but I'm sure he's been training. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's still amazing and great. But, like, Luffy has just been ridiculous, right? He got top three, I think it was, at South by Southwest, in third place. And then Knuckle Dew is just really strong. He got second to that event. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, if I had to name two folks who I believe will not. Will not make it Who will drown? Who will drown? Who in that pool? You go first this time. Is in the deep end. Okay. Um, I'm just going to let you finish this up, cool. Just write down my answer here, and you got to look at it. Uh, I'm going to say LPN. Okay. And Joe Cheramelli. Joe Cheramelli, huh? Okay, okay. I think it's fair. I think it's fair picked. I would probably pick LPN and I uh, love the man, but probably Chris T. Yeah. Chris T. I think that's like, fair also. Uh, Chris T, like I said, my biggest complaint about him is that I just, he, he, he acts. He he believes too much that things are stacked against him. You know what I mean. And and that's always been my biggest critique of if, of Chris T. If he was just willing to accept that his character's not terrible, Momochi qualified, Ata's in there, right? Yeah. You know, uh, they're all doing fine. I, I mean, Julio qualified. I mean, he was at the bottom of that pool, but still. That's right. Qualified. Each pool has had a Ken. Yeah, well, we have two Kens. So Th- we have one Ken make it to TV, and two Kens are in the bracket of the two pools. Yeah. Three Kens yeah, have exactly. made it through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ken is not bad. In fact, he's not even... Like, I was mentioning characters who I think are not great, mm-hmm. not terrible. Like, you, those are probably not great for major competitions now. Ken's not in that. Yeah, Ken, yeah, Ken is of not course, of in that. He is still very much in that list of viable folks. Right. Like, tournament viable, doable. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think Chris is super good, right? I think Chris T is a very, very good player. But like I said, I think his biggest weakness is more here than anything else. Uh, he really needs to truly believe that his character is good in a lot of things, and when other characters do a lot of unfair, like, garbage things. Yeah, I cry about Yurian all the time. Oops. Let me see if I can fix 
like I cry about Urian all the time and everything like that, but I mean a lot of people cry about Urian, but you know, <laughs> but you know, like if you're a tournament player, you just have to learn how to fight that. I'm not a tournament player, so I'm just going to sit here and whine about it. Commentator privilege. And it's also entertaining too, right? Okay. It's fun to watch me cry about Urian, right? So, you know, um, it works. You may, you may have swayed me, James. Oh, yeah? From Joe or LGN? Joe. Joe, okay, okay. I think, I think I'm going to end up... That's boring. I'm not going to do that. I, I think you make great points, but I'm going to stick with... Joey and LPN. Okay. And I don't... That's not who I'm rooting for to lose, certainly. Yeah. Um, I really like those guys, but... That's my that's my take. Uh, when it comes to people who qualify from this into TV, the top two, I guess I would say Knuckle Dew. Mm-hmm. I think that seems like the safest bet. And then for me, I really feel like it's... Like, it's between Xiaohai and Luffy. Um, Luffy is clearly very strong, having done so well, not just in Europe, but also at South by Southwest just recently, mm-hmm. only losing to Do and one other person. Um, but the thing is, Xiaohai, when he is on the top of his game, you know, I don't know how you beat that guy. Right, and he's using one of the best characters in the game. There was a stint last year where we thought he seemed like the best player in the mm-hmm. world for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen him play in a major in, in a little while now. The last time I did, I think he only lost to Knuckle Dew in Grand Finals or something? Wasn't, wasn't oh, some yeah, Chinese it was like it was a China right? tournament. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, it's, it's just, it's always been a crapshoot for me with Xiaohai. I never know if he's going to show up as his top level or if he's going to show up somewhere in the middle because there's a big swing. Right. He's not right. consistent. So I feel like Knuckle Do, yeah. Not sure Luffy or Xiaohai, but I guess I'll go to Luffy because I feel like he's more consistent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the main, main worry for L.I. Joe right now, honestly, is that he just hasn't been playing that much. That's that's time. what I worry, too. Yeah, yeah, certainly I feel like Joe, if he practices a lot, is very talented. Oh, uh, that's actually so, a good point. Someone actually brings up that, uh, Ryukao bring, brings up that Xiaohai does well in Ronald Robbins-style tournament. He does. He's historically done very true. well on that that's stuff. true. But again, hard to know what level he's going to show up with. I just don't feel like I can be sure about that. I certainly think that he's going to qualify. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be the bottom two. That'd be very surprising to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I can count on top two. Uh, I feel like we're giving Phenom short shrift, but uh, I don't know, man. It just seems crazy to bet against Dew, and then... Luffy, Luffy and Fiona were just at the same event recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. South by, and and Luffy was third place yeah, overall. Luffy so. outplayed him, so right. that's why I have Luffy up there right yeah. now. So, and I don't believe any of this Mika is bad stuff. Nonsense. Like she's still top ten to me right now. She might mm-hmm. not. She's not top five. No, but she's definitely top ten in my opinion. Okay. I have my character rank tier list currently is divided into groups of five, basically. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, about about Joe again. Um, when games come out and Joe is interested, he always is awesome, right? Think about how many games he's won early in mm-hmm. Street Fighter Four, Mortal Kombat Nine, right. uh, 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 Guilty Gear, uh, mm-hmm. Street Fighter Five. It seems like it. Whenever there's a game that comes out that Joe likes, he plays it and he becomes great at it, and he wins something big. And then 
the interest just kind of drains. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think that for Joe, it's a question of other people surpassing him in skill. Yeah. I think it's just like. Well, he doesn't fair, keep it up. And to be fair, he is a busy man, right? He's For got sure, his job I, yeah. and everything. Like no, that, no doubt. So, but yeah. even when that hasn't been a major limiter, I mean, that's just Joe and. Uh, I hope that that stops being the case, but that's that's for me the only reason why I would bet against Joe. Do you actually have a Do you actually have a, a top ten? Some people are asking what our top ten would be. Do you think you know what yours would be? I, I'll tell you this. How about we work on that on a break and we talk about Street Fighter Five patch? Oh yeah, we can that. do it all the that same time. That sounds perfect. Yeah, yeah, okay. Before Before we do that though, I just want to wrap this up by saying I am happy in general about mm-hmm. E League. And uh, about ESL and about in general FGC's entry into esports. Um, this is something we brought up a couple of times in recent years, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to hit it again quickly. We were just at South by Southwest. That yes. event was definitely esports. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stage was real fancy. There was a stage manager. It was definitely esports, uh, and it was cool. Yeah, we've been doing ESL for a really long time. That's got a fancy studio, and but the guys all running it are totally in tune with the FGC stuff. Agreed. It's very cool. It is. It definitely is. Although I'm, I'm really happy to see that um, Red Bull also. Yeah. Right? Kumite yeah. was awesome last year. Yeah. Battlegrounds was awesome last year. They continue to do these local supporting mm-hmm. events mm-hmm. Uh, at multiple cities around North America. And that's that's great. So you have at one end the esports sort of groups doing the high-level stuff, very fancy events, E-League, right, TV. Mm-hmm. And... All the way down to Red Bull supporting local events, mm-hmm. right? So I, I'm very happy about that spread. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. So and, I, and and a lot of the people involved are FGC heads themselves, or like are not jerks about like right. taking recommendations from FGC people. And because organizations like ESGN no longer exist, I can say this: no ring girls, thank you. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> Appropriate let's, high let's five. do this a little bit more maturely and professionally, please. Yes. But see, the nice thing about it is like they haven't been curbing any of the commentators at E League. They can still be as non esportsy as possible. You know, I feel like, for example, Z is uh, doing great, but I do yeah. I do think that he is being restrained. So at the start of yesterday's commentary, I felt like that dude had whitewashed his commentary for like the mm-hmm. first couple mm-hmm. since he was on there. And was was fine, but like not Z. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him to be himself. He's unique. Uh, you know, everybody. I think he's hilarious as long as he's not doing like. Probably don't do some of those jokes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, he made the Ninja Daggers joke. Yeah, right? no, I think but that's, that's cool. Like you, that's like you totally, get it if you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But that, but if you don't, like, there's no way you'll know what yeah. that means. No, right? There's no is, way you know what cool. that means. So, so once he started getting back into that, I thought that was great. But at the same time, he wasn't like. Maximum out there, Z. So, and in the past, look, Z has talked with both of us about uh, that. We've brought it up to him, and vice versa. He's brought yeah, it up to us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how how do you like pay attention to what you're saying on commentary and not and not have yourself say it? Like he's like I've literally had conversations with him where he's like, I find myself saying things, and I hear it coming out, and I'm like, mm, <laughs> not great, and then, but it's there, yeah. yeah. And he's like, so, how do you deal with that? And I, you know. It's been a struggle for him, so I'm yeah, happy yeah, that he's uh-huh. doing that while also continuing right. to be himself, because it'd be boring if he was not. But I will also say one thing. When Ricky had lost two games there, and he was there saying, if you go all the way back to South by Southwest, that she was 0-9, and he called her an 0-9-er. That one. Like, 
That was thumbs up. Dude. I heard it. I loved it. Yeah. So anyway, I, I really like the, the where, where he is. I like. I think he's yeah. in a good place. Mm-hmm. And of course, same with everybody else there. Doing mm-hmm. doing well. Yes. Okay. Break time. Yeah, let's take get a to, break. Uh, the Street Fighter Five patch. Well, we haven't talked about Civil War yet. Do you want to just quickly touch on that really quick as part of sure? Event I guess results? yeah. yeah. Um, so two two gigabyte gaming just had the Civil War, a big old Smash Four event that came out this weekend, but was also very notable because everybody showed up to it. And uh, the results were nothing as anybody would have expected. Yeah, definitely. I actually watched quite a bit of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it two gigabyte gaming, or did I say? I the wrong thing? I just know it as two GGC. I'm actually not sure oh, what it stands okay. for, to be frank. Okay, maybe I just completely botched that. Anyways, continue. I don't know. Uh, people in the chat will let me know. Uh, what I really liked about it was the was the character reps, but. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think was probably most notable was that yeah. the, the player results were not what you would expect. It was, you know, Smash has rankings and in a way that like the rest of the fighting games are like really don't. So there's like this top 10 list of the, the best 10 players in the world and right. only one of them was in top 8. Right? I mean, for an, for an event that was he so won. He won, strong, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. he did. He won. But, uh, you know, other people who have done well at Evo, at majors around the country, one dude who, I don't know if you heard, didn't lose for an entire year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, did not. largely considered one of the greatest fighting game players of all time for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, with good reason, for sure. Um, but uh, that's not who ended up in that top eight. The Buzz won it, right? That's who we're talking about as being one of the top mm-hmm, ten. Mm-hmm. But other than that, super sick to see... Fatalities, Captain Falcon. Well, here's the results. Top eight, seventh place, UBCEA Locus with uh, Ryu. As everybody in the Smash scene says, Ryu. Do they still call him Ryu? Yeah. From the Bayou? Ryu from the Bayou. Ryu from the Bayou. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, exactly. Uh, like every now and then I hear Ryu, but it's like the, the common <laughs> stuff. Uh, Hikaru with Donkey Kong and Little Mac. Little Mac. Mostly Donkey Kong, yeah, but Little Mac also. But even Donkey Kong is like, what the heck, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, very, very cool. Fifth, uh, DNL, Denial, Mars with Zero Samus, Lucario, uh, Kirihara with Rosalina Luma. Fourth, Captain Zack with Bayonetta. Third, T with Link. Mm. Ding. And then FS Fatality, Captain Falcon, second place, and Renegades, The Buzz, Rosalina. And Olimar. I really do think that T should change his name to D, because then he would be D Link. <laughs> you know what? You should pitch that to D Link <laughs> and request a finder's fee for giving them that fantastic <laughs> idea. Uh, no, it was really it was really cool to see the the characters up there because, um, you know, I don't watch Smash Four all the time, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I do I do really appreciate how varied the cast is. Yeah. I like Melee; it's very fun to watch. But there's like five characters in that game. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, a lot of people make that comparison of Melee with uh, it's it's really interesting the parallels of if you just take Melee, Marvel Two, Smash Four, Marvel Three. The parallels are right there because. There's a lot about Marvel 2 that was, like, they liked the danger and everything, but there was, like, three teams. Yeah, there was, like, half a dozen characters in that game. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. There's 56 characters in that game. You you picked, like, 
only yeah. three teams, you yeah, know? Yeah, right, yeah. The same thing with Melee, but then now you go to Smash 4 where the tech is so crazy that these other characters are coming up, and in Marvel 3, you've got MODOK. Chun-Li, a Chun-Li team is the best team in the country, in the planet right now. I've heard people say that team's cheap. Yeah, uh-huh, right, Which uh-huh. kind of it is, but yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Uh-huh. Uh, look, obviously, there's not literally five characters in Melee, right. and in terms of even the characters that you often see, it's more than that. Okay, fine, mm-hmm. but still, it's pretty limited, so it's, it's cool to see... Uh, Smash 4 develop into a game that has so many viable characters. Yeah, uh, yeah. That top 8 has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 characters. Right. That's, that's crazy. And I think Rosalina Luma was the only repeat, right? Yeah, I think that's true. And then if you just go down a little bit further, Fox is in there just below it. Sheik's just below that. Mewtwo's just below that. Uh, like, there's these different characters in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super cool. Uh, it's it's just, as a spectator, it's really fun. And watching that Grand Finals, um, I thought was super cool because it was not a... Huh, I guess, I guess, like, <laughs> kind of phrase. If you, if you think of Smash, if you're not somebody who watches it very often, and you think of it as being a game that doesn't really have, like, the traditional zoning and the traditional, like, right. I gotta get in there characters... That is a match to watch then, because that was the buzz with definitely the lame style. Uh-huh. Zoning, control from far, like safety first, versus Captain Falcon, who like needs to get in there, and when he does, he can explode. Right. So I, it was just really fun to watch from a spectator perspective. Yeah, but I mean, so in the in 9 to 13, just to name a few people, so Larry Lur was there, Nairo was there, Mr. R was there, Abadongo, they all got tied for ninth place. Dude... Is Zero even in the team? No, I think he got like 49 or something. Yeah, Isam is tied at 17th place. These are all the names that you would have expected to see at the top. And, uh, yeah, Ally is at 25. You know, I mean, it was a pretty stacked tournament, and it's crazy how much uh, the top players did not do as well as they expected. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah, look, in in Melee, obviously, Fox rushes down. He's not the only character. A lot of characters who are good Mm -hmm. in that game rush down. It's, It's that... In Falcon, in that game too, in this game also. MK Leo got 65th, Zero got 49th, yeah, 49th. and 47 of the 50 ranked players were there. So. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah. Um, in in other fighting games, when you have that character that's super crazy up close uh-huh. and does big damage and has like great options up close, it's like not easy for them to get in. Someone actually. You know what I mean? Said- but Fox is, you know, I hate that character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think he's the dumbest character. Because um, you don't have to worry about spacing in the lane. He so I love. Everything. Yeah, he's just there. He does yeah. whatever he wants. Uh, so I like watching Falcon because it's like he has to work at it a little bit. Right. But if he's up there, sick, he can do good work. So I really like that. That's right. that's more of what I mean. But so, uh, QAA Prophet says that this was the first major the game was released that there was no Sheik in top eight. Oh, wow. Yes. But I will say one thing though. Congratulations to the buzz. Cool to see a guy zoning win there. But work on your pop off, please. <laughs> yeah. Work on your pop off, please. Okay. Anyways, uh, good stuff. Good stuff to that event. Uh, and it was only a Smash Four event, right? There was I no melee so. there. Right? Yeah, there was a big team tournament too that I guess people cared a lot about. But okay. there's a crew battle. Okay. Cool. Well, it. then let's go ahead and take a break. Let's talk about the Smash, the Street Fighter Five patch stuff. And then we can get into the rest of the topics that we have. Let's do it. Okay. Be right back, guys. Uh, Come on. Explit. Ahoy, ahoy. Um, We're going to now talk about the Street Fighter V 
patch. So there is a PC beta that's available for free. If you'd like to check it out, you can help them test their netcode. I think that's really what it's about, but all the characters are available in there as well. Um, and with that, there is the new patch changes that will be public, I think, end of April, if I recall correctly. So it's still another month for that. But you can get a preview uh, by playing this beta. That's right. Yeah. And this is the one that has all the crazy, weird things like Zangief's parry move, kick parry move, Cammy's uh, air throw, you know, etc., etc. So this has a few extra things in there. So. Uh, now we've uh, not been able to play this because we were doing the ESL, but and look. some of us don't own Street Fighter Five on the PC. No, again, you can just download it for free. Yeah, I know. I share. Sure what a butt! That. Can you believe this game? Um, I don't own it. I don't own that. I don't own Guilty Gear on PC. What? Why? You just, just support it. I just. I know. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I, I want to. I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. So uh, we, we went over the, the changes last week, but um, you know since we have seen some footage of some of the new stuff, I just thought it would be interesting to talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, we saw footage of Zangief's... Parry. Tundra something. Tundra the, Storm. The counter, right? Mm -hmm. So it looks like what happens is that he kind of puts his hands out like this, and while he's doing the jazz hands, if you connect with... A mid-hitting kick. Yeah, and it almost feels like it has to be a straightish kick. Yes. Uh, Cami stand medium kick we saw activated. Mm -hmm. I've also heard that Dalsum stand roundhouse activates it from maximum range. Right. But not his standing medium kick. Right, which of course is angled a little bit lower. Mm -hmm. Not a low attack, but it's angled more towards the ground. So, right. um, interesting, I guess. It does a ton of damage. I heard that you can't quick get up after it. I heard it's a hard knockdown. Dude, so Again, I am very much in I heard land. Look, I haven't been able to confirm. The video that we saw was Cammy mashing stand medium kick and the Zangief trying to counter it. So one thing is it's counter hit on both recovery and on startup, so right. that's good. So that good. if he whiffs it, you can crush counter him. Yeah. Or something. So it's going to be a high-risk move, right? But secondly, he did two to Cammy, and Cammy lost almost 50% of her life. Yo, it was a, it was a good... So, it like has 250. to be 250 or like 225 or yeah. something like that. 220 yeah. maybe? Like EX Running Bear is, is 230 right now. Right. It was around there. Dude, right. it was ridiculous. Damage. For no meter. This this is no meter. It was ridiculous. Um, I, I asked, and, and apparently there's also multiple button strengths of it, but not sure exactly what they do. Mm -hmm. Might be speed. Not really sure. They seem to do the same damage, and there's no EX version. Um... But yeah, you know, when... Oh, dang, so something, it works on some air move things? Someone said Geef's counter works on Tatsu's. Yeah? That'd be really weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. But dude, that's going to be so good. It's going to be good. It's going to be a scary thing to have to deal with. You know, I guess I think it's not that big of a deal because um, already, like, if, if Geef calls out some mid-hitting kick, like, you just do V-Skill into Command Grab. Uh, you you yeah, already do that. I guess that's true. So I think that's... And, and, and V-Skill, of course, you're not risking the crush, right, right, on startup and whatnot. That said, uh, not having to worry about range of SPD is cool because it just activates. <laughs> Catching Dalsum from two-thirds screen sounds like it's cute, but 
not that often that Dawson presses Stan Ramos in that matchup. Mm-hmm. It's more Stan Stan medium kick. So I'm not sure how great it is. Mm-hmm. It's cool, I suppose. Rather have options than not have options, but I don't know. It seems like it's right minimally useful, I guess. Yeah, and then without uh, having played it. The other two new moves that were added to that were the uh, to to Zangief for the headbutt, which looked weird. Like I'm not sure if all these things are complete. Like there was something about the headbutt that looked kind of janky, but apparently it does 400 stun. Yes, that's what I heard. That's a lot of stun. That is a bunch of stun. So already Hameko put out a video of him with a 100% stun Zangief combo. You know, it's not going to come up super often. You have to already be in V-Trigger. You have to find a counter hit. So those two in tandem, I mean, you're not going to land that very often. But I mean, he did it against a Ken Block EX uppercut. Yeah. So there's a guaranteed stun off of that. Right. And Ken's up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has to be make sure that he had the trigger activated. So it's block, block, neutral jump, comes down, perfect time, pow, into like whatever, roundhouse, into suction, into air, EX, SPD, and they were stunned. Yeah. So I think that's probably not going to come up very often. But Infilament on Twitter pointed out that it's, it's, Probably viable that Geef will will regularly land, you know, six to eight hundred stun combos and whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like even if you don't have V trigger already ready to go, you know, you block dragon punches sometimes. I mean, and and you you should be able to get neutral headbutts right, after right. those without V trigger already set up. So you know, it, it certainly he's gonna get a lot of sun. I want to know what the range on it is, the yeah. horizontal range on it, because if the horizontal range on it is decent. I bet you Zangief would have really wanted that jump throw OS tech to stay. Because <laughs> mm. he could walk up to them and be like, come on, get up, get up, they jump back, and then pow! Interesting. Yeah, but if it doesn't have much horizontal range and that doesn't work, then it won't be very good. So. Well, it's nice. I mean, you know, uh, he already has a way to deal with people who are neutral jumping against him. If he has super, obviously nobody wants to stand next to him as you wake right, up, right? right. Uh-huh. He'll neutral jump, oh, I'm so cute. And so Geef does any of, like, Lariat, Stand Jab, right. EX, Air, Command Grab. You already have tools. But, you know, it's nice to have neutral headbutt in that situation mm-hmm. for stun as well. So, yeah, I, I do see that there will be some utility in that move. I think that's cool. And then Geef has also the new Crouch against throw. Crouchers right. neutral normal grab. And to be honest with you, from the animation that we saw... Oh, the Thunderstorm also, you said you mentioned that it can't be quick, re- quick Correct. rise, Correct, right? and people yeah. confirmed in chat, yeah. hard knockdown. So the, the, that new throw, I want to see how it looks against quick risers, but it looks like if he gets that throw, he can still apply pressure afterwards. It does look that way. For sure it looks like you can, you're can. you in SPD range. It definitely looks that way. Afterwards. So yeah. if we'll that's the case, that might be better than the current throw that he has, so that might yeah. be a pretty decent buff, because regular throw for Zangief is super important. Important. Yeah, agree. Very, very agree. important. Yeah, um, it seems to me like they would only put that in the game to give him a better setup. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't you think it'd be weird if they gave if they bother giving him the new animation without thinking that there's some strategic value in it? I don't know. Maybe I'm not <laughs> thinking too much about this. But uh, theoretically, I feel like that, that should be true. Um, I don't know. But I guess I expected it to be like the Mika kind of situation. Right. Maybe not that much advantage, but... At least, at least some amount. And that'd be great for Geef. So Geef got those things. Definitely he's improved. I don't know how tremendously, but a bit, which is cool. Then we also saw new stuff for Cammy With her <laughs> fantastic animation in that 
air grab. Oof. It just really gets my spine tingling. It makes me think of Colossus when he in MVC2 because they cut out all the animation frames when he grabs you and spins you. So it's literally like back and forth, right? That's kind of what it looked like. Now, someone in the chat mentioned that apparently uh, CPT Damon confirmed that the animation wasn't complete yet, but... That's good to hear. Yeah, but we were also told that the chain clipping on Birdie's intro would be fixed, so... That was in 2015. So, you know... (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, I certainly hope it looks nicer. But it side switches. Yes! Uh uh I think that's actually good. If you're going to give Cammy an air grab... At least get the side switch, because I feel like one of the major tools that you would use it for is, like, you have corner control, and you see somebody's trying to, like, up back escape, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're like, nuh-uh, air grab, you're in your corner, and, you know, you still have control. Mm-hmm. This way, you would lose the corner in that right. situation. So, mm-hmm. I think that's good, at least. I feel like she probably shouldn't have the yeah. tool, but if you're going to give her the tool... The crazy thing to me is that it looks like she actually can get some oki off of it. It does seem that way, yeah. And if she can't, like, say if you can't back roll, you can only quick rise. And if she has a guaranteed frame kill setup into a meaty button, yeah, I think it's actually going to be really good. I'm with you. Because, like, I think it would have been fair if it was, like, air throw, they land, and then she rolls backwards, and you both get up at the same time, like a screen away or something like mm-hmm. that. But if it actually gives her oki, that might be pretty good. Yeah. I think that might be actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't think was necessary at all. I don't know anybody who does, uh, except for the folks at Capcom. Mm -hmm. Now, um, the other thing about this patch here is that it's supposed to test the new netcode. I haven't heard anything about that part yet, and it's on a separate network than everything else, so it's not going to have that kind of, like, everybody jumping on it like like the current uh, CFN is, but... It's, and if they so they have all these fixes, like to the rage quit system, they want to put icons next to people who rage quit all the time. Yeah. They want to make it so you don't get matched up with the same person again. Let me tell you something. I just streamed like two weeks ago, not this past Monday, but the Monday before that. So basically a week before. I ran into Jeremy Vicious. Oh, yeah. Like seven times in an hour. Oh, like, Gnarly. it just would not stop pairing us together. And he was Cammy and I was Cammy. And you know how I feel about that matchup. Yeah, that's, uh, that's weird. It's a shitty matchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and last... he was like 20 minutes away. Yeah, and then uh, yesterday when I played, I ran to the same Macaulay four times. Mm-hmm. Although that helped me because he, he was really good. And yeah, so no, was... I've certainly been in the same situation of yeah. getting multiple rematches. I'm sure everybody has. So hopefully there are improvements to it. If you recall, before the game came out, uh, in the beta before release, netcode was it felt better. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, but yeah, as you say, that was without the you know everybody being able to play. It's always like that. You, I mean, I remember playing Injustice One before it was launched. There was a beta, and I played online, and I was reasonably happy with it. It was not fantastic, mm-hmm. but reasonably happy with it. And then, of course, once the final game launched, it was a pile of butts. So, uh, oh, so some people are saying that netcode isn't changed. It's just the CFN that's changed. Oh, I read that even uh, that there was a tweet from Capcom saying something like that they are making server changes. Oh, really? I think oh. that happened today. I think I oh, read that okay. today. Okay, okay. Not sure. Not sure then. Okay. Anyway, obviously it'd be great if they did improve that side. But of I mean, look, the fact that they're doing some of these fixes like that is good news. Because it shows that they're improving stuff, fundamental stuff. 
And if that's the case, then we can hope that other things get rolled out little by little too. You know what I mean? Like maybe next comes with the new uh, netcode fix, and some people are saying about new servers for the next patch. So there you go. So maybe the hardware just wasn't very good or something like that, so they're upgrading to more beefy machines or something like that, you know? You know, in their post explaining the patch, Uh they said they have a team on it now. More than one person. I think that's the implication. That's what I took out of it. They're going all out for this, dude. I Really, though, like, to me, I don't know if that was the intention, but what I took away from that was, oh, yeah, more than one person. Mm-hmm. High times. I mean, look, the thing about it, like, a lot of people are joking that they sold us a beta or whatever, blah, 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 you know, and they're mad about it. That's what all the, ar- like, I, I, we mentioned this before, every other game had arcade releases, and those were always the beta, because there was no features on those. There was no net play on all those things. That's true. And, and that's, so, that's all, always when the wild characters are in there. They uh-huh. always get changed. And that's where all the, the, all the sussing out usually happens. True. And then when it comes out on the home version, they could take the time and do it. Street Fighter V didn't have that benefit. That is one of the negatives of having it. Having said that, Tekken 7 had better be the best goddamn home version that we've ever played in our entire lives. So, yes. So, you know... Anyways, yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I'm I'm interested to see how some of the changes play out in practice. Balrog having 25 less mm-hmm. less life, Akuma having 25 more, things like that. The changes were not in general very drastic, but I did hear some things about Fang that I thought were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That you can now link crouching medium kick into standing medium kick. That mm-hmm. you can now link uh, coward crouch into kicky kicks. I never remember what that name is called. Um, into stand fierce on counter hit. Oh, dang. That's actually real. So wait, does Kiki Kicks do counter hit both hits, kind of like uh, Crouch Heavy Kick? All, okay, all those okay, double okay, hitters okay, do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, right? Like, that's, I think, important, you know? Um, I don't know how, how great that makes Fang, but it's certainly a buff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he definitely has tricky mix-ups. It's just that they typically don't do much damage, so you got to do right. it a bunch of times uh-huh. over and over. But if you don't have to do that so many times, then certainly there's extra strength in that character, which is cool. And then uh, Dominion uh, mentioned, we were talking him today at ESL, he mentioned that just based off of the frame data, he was crunching numbers and stuff like that. He said he's actually excited for the character. He actually feels like she's gonna be really vi- he's going to be really viable in the next patch. Yeah, uh, crouching medium kick counter hit links into stand fierce. Yeah. And crouching medium kick you're fishing with a lot. It's just that right. when you found counter hits before, you do crouching strong. Right. Into rush. But now if you can get fierce instead, great. That's definitely more damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely cool. So that's probably it that, you know, that I can say about the patch, having not actually played it yet. Right. Uh, but folks did want us to bring up our top 10 lists That's in right. Street Fighter 5 Season 2. Season 2, not 2.1. Right. Because uh, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, and again, remember, all these lists have... Our list last year at around this time was wrong, but this is just our current impressions. Always, yeah. right. Like, when, when, you, when you come up, at least my view, when I'm coming up with a top 10 list, a tier list, it's part what I think is the case now mm-hmm. and what can be. Like, there's a, some mix of it in there, and I'm never quite sure which one to land on more, but there's definitely the mix of the two. So sometimes I'll say wild things, like, Hakan isn't the worst character in the game, and there's, like, no 
factual evidence of that. Right, right, right. Because right. nobody uh, played uh, him. Uh, uh, but I still think that's true. Like, think, things like that. You know what I mean? So there's a mix in there, and then people disagree. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, who do you have? So my top five is ordered, right? So my top five is ordered, probably in odd order that people would probably be surprised at. But okay. I think number one currently is Cammy. I think number two is Urian. Mm. I think number three is Balrog. Balrog. I think number four is Laura. And I think number five is Guile. That's my top five. Laura at fourth, huh? Yeah. Interesting. I think she's super good. And it's funny because, I mean, obviously anyone from NLBC would say this, but Daimini is just like, he's just like, Laura's so busted. (laughs) And you know what? Idom says that too. Idom has actually been quoted to say that Laura's pretty broken when they interviewed him, so... Uh, hmm. Do you, do you want to just do your top ten, then? you want to just finish out? Or? Oh, go ahead and keep going, and I'll order my other five. Let's see here. So, my top five... I wrote a tweet on this recently that I think I'm going to edit on the fly right now, but mm-hmm. my top five, also in order if I had to do that. Number one, Cammy. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yes. Uh-huh. She is great. I think Giles is the second best. Right, okay. That uh, makes sense to me. That makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I just actually. really like his control. I think that's really, really good. I think I have Urian third still. Urian, um, I feel like, is just one of those leaky boat type characters where even if people start to figure things out, you never feel secure. You always find something new, some new water to pour out of the boat, right? <laughs> There's a leak, and you're constantly trying to uh, get the bucket and you know get the water out of the boat. And you're constantly trying to find things. And, oh, I figured out that it turns out that I can block this mirror setup. Cool. There's a new setup, and now you gotta get more water out of the boat. Oh, it turns out that I can deal with this mix-up in this way. Oh, uh, something new. I can oh, walk gotta up, get more water out of the boat. I can walk into headbutt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's kind of how I feel about the character. Yeah, every time I feel like he's being brought down to earth, someone comes up with something new with that character, and I'm just like, Jesus, this is... And the thing about it is, because of Crush Counter Fierce, all of Crouch Fierce setups are legit. Right. They're right? dependable. They're dependable, and... If you if he just makes his mix-ups good enough, you will die. Like you can't know all the setups that are gonna happen. You are just gonna have to guess and die. If because if you guess wrong, you will die. Even if you know the setups, I mean, as commonly happens, I, I can tell you I know, like the boxer setups. Like I know what they are, but I'm still gonna get hit with an overhead and a low sometimes. Right, like it's right. just mix-ups are real. <laughs> They're not all gimmicks. They're, they're dependable in, in some sense, and I feel like that's the way for a lot of Urian stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if you know the mirror setup, you know it's going to be, well, he's going to walk to the one side or the other, and I just have to guess right. which, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately. Exactly. So. My fourth is Rashid. I still believe in that. Um, okay. Okay. I feel like Rashid has all of the tools. Uh, when I posted that tier list, this is what I got the most words about. People thought that was surprising. I don't... Think it I, should be surprising. I, I guess. know there's a lot of people who think Rashid is very, very well, look, strong. Look, man, we were just talking with uh, folks at ESL, some right. of the very strong players who were showing up there. Um, they all thought that Rashid was up there. Mm-hmm. Like we were like talking about who's secret top tier, and I think I think you were the one who brought up Rashid, mm-hmm. right, as being secret top tier. Maybe somebody did. Anyway, yeah, somebody yeah, did, uh, uh, and then uh, other people were like, "That's no secret. He is a top tier character." Uh, I, I think that Rashid just has all the things. So, I like his buttons. He has some fantastic footsie tools. I like his ability to create zones with the fireball change that he got. I like its angle for dealing with people. 
Um, I think he has good anti-airs, so there's that side of the game. His pressure is really good, safe, leads to damage, more importantly leads to corner carry. Uh, that crush counter down fierce gets the dash up into defendable stuff, like you're talking about with Urian, and great corner carry. Um, he has good jumping tools. Jump in fierce is really good. Roundhouse is good too. Yes. And he can mix up the timing with dive kick. You know, so he has all these different tools. Mm-hmm. He has an invincible get off me tool, which is mm-hmm. as much as anybody can ask for in this game. You got everybody spends meter if they want invincibility. There's no meterless stuff right now. So he's as good defensively as anybody. Okay. Um, I think though that probably the things that I like most about him are that he can so easily switch pace. He controls pace, I feel like, in a way that Maybe only Guile does better. Okay, okay. Like, you can, he can be zoning you, or playing footsies against you, and then all of a sudden dash into Mixer. Here he is. Instantly. <laughs> like, literally 20 frames later, he's right, he's right, right up right. close. Um, and, and almost nobody gets that. Okay. Uh, so he, okay. he, I just feel like... And I also, I feel like he's the best, or one of the best, at forcing people to view reversal. Right. Because his pressure is sick. And that means that he doesn't have to deal with crazy comeback factor as often. Mm-hmm. Not as often does he have to deal with Boxer eating his life bar, right? Certainly it still happens, but the the rate at which it happens is lower than it is for many other characters who don't yeah. force people yeah. to be reversal. So. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that That's flies good. in the face of my logic is that I have Kami at number one. The reason why I have Laura, Urian, and Balrog at three, four, and five, I mean, two, three, and four... It's just because of that crazy comeback factor that they have. Like, you can play completely correctly, and they will still win. You know what I mean? That's why I have them up there. That's why I have Guile at five instead of those. Instead of up there with those other three. Like I said, the only one that kind of doesn't make any sense with that is Cammy because I feel like Cammy doesn't quite have that crazy comeback factor as well, but I just think she's just super solid. I just don't see yeah. she has any weaknesses. Right, yeah. While she doesn't take off 80% of her life bar instantly, mm-hmm. she has so much control. And also, by the way, really good damage. Yeah, and, and gray damage yeah. threat. Like, still really good at that stuff, just yeah. not, like, you don't need to be boxer level to be good at that right, stuff. Right, right. Uh, and my fifth place is Karen. Okay, okay. No, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. My sixth place is Karen. Okay. So I think she's super good. I think she's super good, especially after watching guys like Punk play. So uh, I have her at six, and even Punk says that he thinks that Karen is broken. So, I mean, I saw him tweet that. He was I, like, I know. Yeah, uh, uh, who do you have at seven? So my sixth is, uh, is Balrog. Um, oh, seventh is Balrog, right? No, I haven't said sixth yet. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. So my six. Well, just want to just do your back five. Sure. Okay. So I have Karen at sixth place. Right? Yeah. At seventh, I have Ibuki because she has that crazy comeback factor as well, right? She's another one of those characters that you can play perfectly against, and she will just destroy you because you just never seen this bomb mix up before. Like I said, Shine had a mix up where that he did at next level one time where he knocked someone down. And the guy gets up, and right before the blob blows up, he does neutral jump light kick, which fuzzy guards them into the bomb, and he can land and juggle in time, which was the dirtiest, because you're just so worried about left, right, and all of a sudden he hits you with this fuzzy guard. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you've got to be kidding Instant me. Instant overhead tech. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is so dirty. So uh, I have him at seventh right now, and it's, uh, her at seventh, especially after watching Cien play. Okay. You know, so so now I also believe she has the, the the solid, be able to play solid, 
because I thought Ibuki only had that comeback factor. Whereas like Yurian, Balrog, and Laura have like amazing tools everywhere, and they have that stupid comeback factor. Ibuki, I didn't feel like she had the tools. So Ibuki kind of going up in ranks for me right now. Makes sense. Uh, number eight, I still have Mika. Okay. I just I don't believe she got nerfed. I honestly just don't believe she got. Well, clearly, she's a little bit worse. Yeah, but her corner is the same. Her corner hasn't changed at all. It's the exact same thing, and players are like Fudo, like Knuckle Dude, like Luffy are still doing amazing things. Granted, they're all like Evo Capcom Cup winning champions, and they're amazing. But I just don't see Mika being significantly worse. Like she was almost number one in season one, and. The barely nerf, I just can't see her dropping out of top ten. So okay. I have her at number eight. Fair enough. Um, I have Rashid at number nine. Okay. I just... Maybe I haven't fought enough Rashids. Maybe I haven't fought enough good Rashids. Okay. Um, I understand that he's super good, and being top ten in this game means you're really freaking good, <laughs> right? But I just, need to, I just need to see more of it. You know what okay. I mean? Like, yeah... He has crush counter damage off of the chop, and then he can run and combo. But it's like a hundred and some damage. He doesn't get three hundred damage, which you can convert into five hundred damage. If I mean, he, yeah, he's to. not boxer, right? Well, sure. I'm, I'm even talking about Yurian, dude. He's Yurian, not Yurian. Either. Yeah, Yurian crush counter fierce is yeah. three hundred damage for free. Three hundred twenty some damage for free right. every single time. So, uh, but he I, does basically carry you to the corner. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. That's strong mixers. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's silly, yeah. <laughs> so I have him in top 10, but he's another one of those characters that I feel like will move up as time goes on. Okay, sure. Number 10, I have Nicali. Okay. Yeah. Reasonable, uh-huh. reasonable. Yeah. I think that's uh-huh. all legit. Um, my So my top five, I said Kami, Guile, Yurian, Rashid, Karen. Then after that, I'm going to have uh, Boxer. I'm going to have Laura. So Boxer 6, Laura 7th, um, Nikali 8th, Ibuki 9th. My Russian boy Zangief. Wait, you said Nikali eighth? No, you had Nikali fifth. Yeah, that was a while ago. Just... Oh, you switched it a little yeah, bit. Okay, 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 okay. Probably got a couple it, weeks it, ago it, at this it, point. Got it. Okay, okay, okay. Just looking at it for reference. Um, so go again. Start from the top. So, Cami number one. Right. So Cami number one. Guile number two. Uh-huh. Urian three. Rashid four. Karen five. Okay. Six. Balrog seven. Laura. Eight Nikali, ninth Ibuki, tenth Zangief. So you really do think Zangief is that strong? Huh? Yeah, I think he's a good character. Uh, I think that it's it's true that Mika is not that much worse. However, uh, I think that Geef is significantly improved. Yeah, Mika was it was not Mika already dealt well with the fact that people had invincible wake up tools for for mm-hmm. meterless. Geef didn't really as well because it's not as easy for him to get in. Right. She cornered more easily, so if she gets blown away by wake up regular dragon punch, oh well, probably get back in anyway. Mm-hmm. Not the case for Geef. But Geef is now better at doing that, but also on top of that, people don't have invincible tools until some percentage of the way into the first round. <laughs> right. right. So it's like reasonable, I've certainly done this, many other people have too, of playing Geef, and you basically win the first round because you get a knockdown. And the opponent just doesn't have bar yet, right? And you can just yeah. prey on them in a way that you didn't get to really in the previous game. So uh, that that's a big part of it. Nikali, I think, definitely should still be up there. However, I don't. I had him at fifth in this list a couple of weeks ago, but I think that's probably too high. Right. Um, I think I probably underestimated Boxer at the time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially uh, Laura. I think I'm 
you know, I had her eighth on this list. It's I think I had her at seven. I just said seventh, right? It's not right. that different. Mm -hmm. Boxer is just like very strong in a, in a consistent way. I guess I felt for a while like he needed to play crazy mix-ups, but having watched Smug more, that's yes. just not true. And yeah. having watched PR Balrog more, those guys, Smug in particular, is so patient. I feel if you think that he <laughs> wilds out as SFI boxer, you are incorrect, friends. Right. He is looking for the slow stuff. Yes. Because that's the character, right? You just got to hit with one of these boys. Yep. And yep. You know, boom. Or as you're walking forward, you just got to look for this guy at the anti-air. And you're, you're a wall. So you, you can play this slow game. Mm -hmm. And whenever you get a hit, it's a thousand damage. Yep. And you're going to have a V-trigger <laughs> at some point, probably. And when yep. you do, it's 10,000 damage. Yes. So... Yeah, I think that he's he probably legit long-term kind of character. Mm -hmm. However, I, I think it's probably too much to say that he's top five because I do feel like he uh, has some matchup concerns yeah, in which yeah. he loses to characters that are also relevant right. in the tiers. Zangief, Laura. Yeah, Geef, Laura. Um, Mika a little bit, right? Yeah, maybe Mika, maybe Guile. Like, I've heard some people say Rashid also. Mm, okay. You know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it is. But certainly, he's a good character. So that's my list. And shoutouts to Reborn for the Twitch Prime subscription. Oh, I, I, I will tell you that if if the yeah. turnaround punch tech is implemented more, that that can shoot you Ooh. way to the top. Yo, you're riding a firework right it'll, up to the top. It'll be here. just like it'll be like Street Fighter Four Zangief post SPD. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It's being dragged up by right. his lapels. Right? Uh, yeah, if, if you guys haven't seen that, um, what is it? You can do V-skill into turnaround punch. If they throw or something like right. that. So, yeah. uh -huh. so you can do button, cancel into dash punch, V-skill, into turnaround punch, I think. And if you do that, then the turnaround punch part of it is invincible if you have enough charge. Right. Uh, uh. And that's pretty wild because that allows <laughs> things like you just blow right through mid-hitting and high-hitting attacks. Right. You blow through grabs. You're plus on block afterward. Yep. Whew. That's pretty solid. That's pretty real. It there is, is indeed a vid of that. Yeah. Uh, it's super good. It's super it good. It is super good. So. so, I mean, we have the same top ten, just Zangief and Mika. That's the only two okay. that we and have. I, I would have Mika pretty yeah, close I know, out of that. Yeah. I would have Dictator pretty close after so that. So I did have another five. I'd not okay. in any order, but if I wanted to actually put the next five in there, who did I have in there? I had, I think it was Akuma that I had in there, maybe. Um, was it Birdie maybe in there? Bison was for sure in there. Uh, Zangief was in there. And uh, it might have been, wow. I forgot what it was now. Might have been Ken, maybe? Yeah, so for me, just outside of that is definitely going to be Mika, Ken, Dictator. Maybe not in order, but these characters. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mika, uh, Mika, Ken, Dictator, for sure, uh, I think would be just outside right, of that. Uh -huh. They're certainly among the strong characters yeah. who are viable at a high level. Yeah. And, by the way, all of my tier lists exclude Colleen. Because I don't know enough Same. about her yet. Because... She because she has the ability to cover quick rise and back roll. I feel like she couldn't have the potential to become one of the strongest characters in the game. Like I think she could break top ten. I think she could potentially break top five if that works out well. 
you know, obviously the damage is not there and stuff like that, but you know, I think it's I think it's super good. I'm not sure I would have Akuma in that list of characters just outside of that top ten. I'm not sure about that. Maybe. <laughs> I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Maybe, but I remain to be convinced. I'm open to being convinced. Yeah, I just know he I does a lot of damage. I just know he just does a lot of damage, so. Yeah. Uh, bottom five. Bottom five? Okay, let me look through here. I haven't done a bottom five list. Probably Alex, Chun-Li, Fong... Ryu and Nash probably as well. Yeah. Oh, I would have Birdie in that list of characters just outside of the top ten. Okay. So yeah, I had him there too as well. Um. Hmm. Bottom five. All right, Alex Fang. Okay. Alex Fang. Switch that. Fang Alex. Fang is the absolute butt. <laughs> um, I don't think he's actually terrible, but I do think in the context of this game that he's down there at the mm -hmm. lower end of the colon. Mm -hmm. um, so, though, oh, I forgot to mention Jury. Oh, oh I don't. Shoot. I wouldn't have her bottom five or top ten or just okay. outside of top ten, honestly. Let me think about that again, but continue with yours. Okay. Um, who did I say? Fang, Alex. I guess Ryu. I feel like that's silly, but I guess Ryu... I think Ryu is the worst character in the game. Boy, really? Yeah, really? Dang, do. you think, really think he's a well? Okay. Yeah, I think he's pretty terrible. Yikes. Okay, well, bottom five. Uh, then I think... Oh, I'm just not sure about Sean, dude. I feel like she's clearly not strong, but... Is she bottom five? I don't know. How many characters in this game? 20-something? Mm -hmm. I would probably move Alex out of my list and put uh, Jury in there over Alex. Really? Yeah, I actually think Alex isn't as weak as you a lot of people. You think Jury is not good at all? I don't know. I just haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. I haven't been convinced yet. You know what I mean? Like, uh, maybe I need to go and watch some of these infiltration matches to see how it goes. You Honestly, know? man, I watched that and I came away thinking, man, infiltration is a good player. <laughs> I mean, and look. His, his opponents don't really know don't, that character. Don't, don't forget, I was just bodied like, like 20 games in a row by a Jury player, but I'm still not convinced. Were you? Yeah, at Houston in Arcade UFO. Oh, that's true. I saw yeah, some that, of that. That jury was just destroying me because I was like, yeah. why can't I footsies this person? I remember. Yeah, it was very weird. It's very weird. But then again, I don't know anything about jury, and I didn't know what was plus. I didn't know what was punishable. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, I need to research this character a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that she's that great. So yeah. my, okay, bottom five, Alex and Fang and Ryu and Chun-Li and Vega. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see that, Vega. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Vega's very good. Um, you know what's funny is, I don't know if you saw this on the Facebooks, but uh, Arlieth was talking about Vega. Mm -hmm. Good Vega player. And so I asked him, hey man, do you think Vega is weak? What do you think about this character? And he wrote a reply that was like, I don't think Vega's weak. Here are the ways he struggles. He struggles in defense. He doesn't have great offense. It's only okay. His neutral game is only okay. His escape <laughs> options are the worst in the game. He's not that bad. And I was like, what was this post? What, you, what is this about? I don't understand. Uh, shout outs to Moto Just, by the way, for the subscription uh, via Twitch Prime. <laughs> I was like, I don't, what does that mean to me? Right. Uh, so if that's the like the best defense uh, <laughs> then I'm not bullish on the character right, I gotta yeah, tell you yeah. 
I mean, I know if you talk to Flash, he'll tell you that Vega is like garbage. He does tier. think that. Yeah. He, uh, I know that uh, Donka thinks that, also. Yeah. Um. I definitely don't think Dalson is bottom five. I don't think he's. I don't think Dalson's bottom five either. I don't think he's particularly strong. I don't think I'd have him just outside of that top ten, but mm. I don't think that he's yeah bad. He just oh. gets ripped open by a few of the cast, but you know, not uh, not that bad overall. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. Someone mentioned you know tournament viability because remember we were talking about Chun Li. So someone asks who the tournament viable characters are. I mean, to be honest with you, anybody in my top ten is tournament viable. Of I course. Think. Maybe even in my top 15, I would think it's tournament I viable. definitely agree. I mean, I have Birdie in my top 15. Mana RD just won that. Fang was second place. Yeah, exactly. We haven't gone through the uh, results of that. Yeah, I guess we, we should do that. that. But yeah. um, Right, so the first CPT event in Latin America occurred last weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was in the Dominican Republic. Game over was the event. Um, very fun to watch. Uh, shout outs to the dude who did solo commentary whose name escapes me but it's really fun for me to listen to okay. uh, I don't I used to speak Spanish or at least understand it not really anymore but it's it's cool in the same way that I like watching or listening to Ken Bogard whose language I used to <laughs> speak and can't really now it's like a way to like remember every fourth word you know right. what I mean yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay, I'm trying okay. to like figure it out uh, but very very cool to listen to right. so you want to go over the top yeah. eight there in Street Fighter Five? Top eight, uh, in seventh place was Crossover with Mika and Droker with Nikali. Fifth place was Flash with Yurian and DRA with Vega and Abuki. Ooh, he's using Abuki now, huh? Interesting. Fourth place was jo- Jokey Focus with Yurian and Guile. Jochi Focus. Hochi Focus with Yurian and Guile. Uh, third place was Gam Kaba with Guile and Ryu. I wonder how he's doing with Ryu now. Uh, he only, as far as I saw on stream, only went to Ryu once or twice. Okay. And it was only in moments of kind of desperation. Yeah, okay, that seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His uh, guy was legit. Though. Second place was ESPR Mono, of course, with Fong. And then uh, first place, MK, MGK Mena RD with Birdie and Laura. Mostly Birdie, a little but bit. But mostly Laura. Birdie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah man. Birdie is definitely strong. Uh, and, you know, I, I asked Mena RD on Twitter what he thought about Birdie and his matchups, and he, th- he says that Birdie, he thought, only lost to three characters. Mm-hmm. He thinks that the character is good. I gotta be honest, I have no idea. Just to be perfectly frank, I haven't played <laughs> against a strong Birdie in Season 2. I haven't seen a strong Birdie in Season 2. I haven't seen people talk about Birdie <laughs> in Season 2. I have no idea. Like, I can tell you what the changes he got were, but how does that work in practice? I don't know, man. The funny- and then... And then Problem X wins the tournament with Birdie, and then Mena, uh, RD wins the tournament with Birdie, and there's somebody else who did some good good work too. Well, Problem Maybe X, he's great. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so Problem X said that he thinks Birdie is super good, right? And then and then uh, it was interesting because I saw in the season patch notes that you know they're making it so EX headbutt is not safe again, but not as bad as it was before. It's like minus four, minus five now, but it's first frame armor again. And I remember after seeing that, like, Alucard was like, Birdie is back, baby! So, like, I guess that's really important to him. You know, hey, well, that. that first frame armor, I think, is yeah, a big deal, right? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but watching Mena was, was really, really good. Yeah. That thing for Mono is, uh, is a tricky one. Because keep in mind, when he's playing in this tournament, it's not like he went to some other part of the world where they don't have a Fang. He's playing against Puerto Ricans and Dominicans and people who he plays with online 
He, he, I, these, are, these are good people. The, all those all people those are that are like super strong. DRA yeah. didn't even make that high, and that dude like beat Tokido recently. Um, yeah. And you know, if you saw first attack last year, the level of play is very clear. Very good yeah. players, obviously. And we had yeah, what, DRA fifth. We had a U.S. player there. Flash went there and he got fifth place. So. Yeah, and uh, the crowd was happy when his, oh, the yeah, territory yeah, yeah. was defended. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, he's not playing against people who don't know Fang, is what I'm getting at. It's not like he's going somewhere where the mix-ups are all new. Right. They know him because they play against Bono. Right. Uh, so he's beating people in, in like a consistent way. But I really feel that if Mono played a real strong character, that he would like be <laughs> a, a, Dude, why one is of those international... It? Super strong threats. Well, he, he should be using M. Bison right now. He does use M. Bison. Right. That's I've like he should, main, he should main he this character now. Believe the character's me. good enough to do well. But I told him that. And I tweeted that too. And a couple of dudes from PR were like, yeah, we tell him that a lot. <laughs> we tell him that a lot. Uh, so I hope that happens because I think he is extremely good. Right, extremely right. talented player. I really think that he would be like really one of those international top people you talk about when it's like, mm-hmm. who's going to do well at Capcom Cup this year? All right, there's a list of players. I think he's like that level. Right. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, also, one th- is there anything else you wanted to say about the Game Over Tournament? Uh, like I said, first one of the year in Latin America, CPT, and it seemed to run really well. Very strong region. Cool. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to a pretty dude on Twitter. Uh, he's told me about Bavaria Burst that took place in Munich, Germany oh, yeah. in the past, which was a European tournament designed for anime games. Oh, cool. Right? So uh, he also sent me a message with results from that tournament over there. So he said that he uh, got the results. Now, obviously, not a lot of the strongest players are going to this. So there's got a lot of unknown names and everything okay. like that. Uh, but uh, he said that uh, Blaze Blue and Skullgirls were both stacked with the best European players. Cool. Yeah, and then they were like considered like the best player of those characters at those events awesome. and everything like that. So, um, uh, for example, in Guilty Gear Revelator, uh, s- seventh place was Filzer with May and uh, Gunframe Anvi with Soul. Fifth place was Mick with Ramlethal and Martin with Kai. Fourth place, VDV Owner with Potemkin. Third place, PRK with Zato One and Chip. Second place, PETA with Axel. And first place, VDV King Rasta with Faust. Hmm. Again, uh, these are names that you're probably not familiar with, but, you know, these That's are cool. probably people to keep track of. I'm glad to hear it, yeah. Uh, in Blaze Blue, seventh place was Maho Shoujo with, bon- with Bang. Bong, I almost called bon. it Bong. Yeah. Because of Fang, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, K with Bullet. Uh, fifth place was G's with Jin, and uh, fifth place was VDV Owner with Tsubaki. Fourth place, Crushing Eagle with Izayoi. Third place, Dark RTB1 with Azriel. Uh, second place, Fish with Hakuman and Hibiki. And first place, Mick with Nine. Uh, Under Night Inbirth, fourth place was Dark RTB1 with Gordo. Third, Crushing Eagle with Hyde. Second place, Blank Face with Byakuya. And first place, Neophos with Gordo. Alright. And uh, Skullgirls here. Uh, fourth place was Big Band Pro 69 with Beowulf and Big Band. Sick. What a cool team. Third place was Sanji with uh, Beowulf, Peacock, and Big Band. Yeah. Second place is Silly Old Dragon with Valentine and Philia. First place is Mr. Peck with Peacock and Robo Fortune. Oh, 
Global Fortune. Cool, and they, it looks like they had a uh, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3 tournament oh, there yeah. as well. Fourth place was Healing Care. Uh, third place, V2V Chargy, uh, or Chargy maybe. Uh, Wolverine Spencer Sentinel. Second place, Ben Kill with Chris Hager Akuma. First place, Budget Player Cadet with Nova, Doom, and Virgil. Okay. And then KOF 14. Fourth place, Healing Care. Third place, NFB Sinjul. Second place, Fitizen. First place, Dracula with Iori, Benimaru, and Robert. Okay. So there you go. Always cool to hear about results from around the world. Yeah. Shout outs to, again, to Pretty Dude for giving me that information. He's been doing a lot to promote that tournament and everything cool. like that. So. What, what was the name of it again? Uh, Bavaria Burst. So, yeah, definitely keep that in mind. If you are in Europe and you want to get into the anime scene, it sounds like it was a pretty big tournament, pretty successful. Keep it in mind for next year or if they throw another event anytime coming soon. Cool. That, I imagine, is in Bavaria. Yeah. In Germany. Well, they said it was in Munich. Germany. Oh, in Munich. Oh, yeah. Munich, cool. Munich Germany. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Do uh, you want to take a break? And when we come back, we can just go through random games. Other news and, and whatnot. Like that, yeah. Okay. Be right back, guys. Be right back. How fast? How long is it going to take? Howdy do. We're uh, now back at Ultra Chen TV. I almost launched into the ESL spiel. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Burbank Coming Studios. Coming to you live from the Burbank Studios. It's okay. King of the Hill. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention about the Street Fighter V patch, I forgot. I forgot to talk about the most important update to that patch, which was that the boxes in Guile's background now break. Oh, yeah? That is, Do they cause any weird hit stop or anything? I don't know, but the fact that they break now, I feel like all is right with the world. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I think all is right with that world. Any case, uh, let's there are weird on. things going on in that background. So yeah, that's cool. yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, game community news. Um, they are just one week at a time. Here's the next DLC character. Here's the next DLC character. Vanessa has been announced for King of Fighters 14. And it really does look like, you know, after Yamazaki, that they're getting a lot better at their I'm graphics yeah. and animations and stuff like that. Vanessa doesn't look nearly as bad as, like, some of the original characters in the game, so... Yeah, I mean, I just feel like... Uh, I, I think she's a fun character, but, like, a lot of her moves look the same. She's a boxer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, if you look uh, at them graphically, it's, like, very little difference between some of them. So, um, <laughs> I just feel like they... <laughs> while she looks better than some of the other characters in the game, like... I just don't think that took a lot of time. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's cool, though. I'm glad she's in the game, because she's yeah. certainly fun. Uh, also, on the community side of things, uh, BBC recently did a short little documentary about Ricky Ortiz. Yeah. And it was really, 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 really good. Um, it's on BBC. Uh, I like You can find it on... BBC3. Yeah, bbc.co.uk. But if you just go to like theshowrican.com and do a search for Ricky Ortiz BBC, you'll find this yeah. article and uh, it'll link you to the video. So you should definitely check that out. It was it was really good because it's a very candid interview. Yeah, Ricky well, talk, talks about a lot of like things that you know she struggled with in the past and stuff and it was really great to see and again I, I personally think that she's one of like the most important people not just in the FGC but in like all of competitive gaming I'm totally so, with you and yeah. by the way the picture 
is like the coolest picture of Ricky. Oh, not even just of Ricky, but like, look at that picture. This, this That's picture so here. Cool. Okay, hang on a second. I got. It. Well, now that you're talking about it, I just saw know, it and I was like, man, you know, I, I want a picture of me that's like that. Like, it's just cool. We need to talk to Tempest Rob, dude. He, he, I know, he, man. He'll solve that for us. So. Come on, Robbie. I saw him at KI Cup, and then I forgot to do that. There Look at this know. picture. Yeah, let me, let me do this real quick. Right there. Yeah. Like, there she's, like, so badass looking. Uh, I just think it's very cool. She looks like she's walking away from an explosion right? or something like that. You know what I mean? So. K-Brad's back there exploding. <laughs> and Ricky's like, whatever, man. Right. The glasses. Oh, man. <laughs> I think it's really cool. Anyway. Okay. Okay. But it definitely was a good uh, good interview worth yes, a watch. Yes, very, very good interview, so definitely take a look at that. Take a look for that, I should say. Um, Evil Geniuses has recently signed a new player. They signed a new Smash 4 player. This is their first Smash 4 player. Of course, they've had PPMD for Melee before. And uh, they have just recently signed Zenoto, a.k.a. Julian Carring Carrington, uh, to their team. So congratulations to him for the sponsorship. For sure. Uh, just in case anyone's watching, we talked about this at ESL, but uh, Commander Jesse and Dominion, free agents. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to pick those guys up like Smug now. Smug is a free agent. Smug needs to drop the pie from his name. I'm you sorry. know, actually, I talked with him about that. Uh, I talked with the other people about that, too, and that hasn't been a limiter. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. He's, he's, he's big enough that people are probably yeah. know. So. For, for some of these yeah. guys... When they're free agents, it's not that no teams are approaching them. It's that they're holding out. Yeah, which, which makes is good. sense. I'm glad. Which makes sense. You don't yeah. want to jump on the first thing you find. That's right. not when it comes to business. Often not a good idea. Right. Exactly. Um, Guilty Gear Rev Two. All this stuff has been announced about it, dude. The the the, the training. The, I mean, sorry. The, the 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 lobbies have been improved mm. when they were amazing already. Yeah, Best right. lobbies that I've ever experienced, and now. There's like you can join in the middle of a match and watch matches. Oh, Before once cool. they started, you couldn't jump into the middle of the right. match. They added. The, there's just all these crazy things. But the Rev Two upgrade will be twenty dollars. Will be twenty dollars. So if you own Rev One, it's just twenty dollars to upgrade to the new game. They do good work. Yeah, and um, I think that there's going to be some user interface changes. That like here, let me just get you in here so you can see these as I scroll through them here. Uh, let's see here. They have some user interface changes. Yeah, you can see the. I don't know what's going on in this lobby. Before the lobbies used to be in a room, but now like these arcade machines are sitting all over in the outside and. They always do funky. There's lobbies, just crazy yeah. things going on in this game. Yeah. But, um, they always uh, always has fun lobbies. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm super hyped for this game. But not only that, but they showed the intro. They released the video of the intro with the brand new song from mm -hmm. Dice Gay. And all that stuff like that, and God, that game is just so beautiful. Did you see and the intro for Biken? The not the intro, the outro after she wins the match. Yes, uh -huh. dude, that was so sick. Yeah, uh -huh. like all of her stuff looks like that. Is like that weird so kind of like fade out or fade in kind of thing. Like her instant kill. Have you seen that one? Yeah, no, I of course. You like. It's that whole thing, you know, they always put the Japanese, like, sliding doors, and you can see their silhouettes, and okay. the guy dies. But when it shows that, like, it zooms out, and you just start seeing the background, and then, like, when she slices, like, everything gets cut and stuff. It's just... That kind of sounds cool. And then, like, and then Answer kills you with a giant snake, dude. Like, I have seen that one, yeah. and I've seen his outro, too. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's funny, but I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, 
the bike and outro I just thought was like so yeah. sick so cool dude. god it's, okay. the, the, what they're doing with the animation in that game is blowing my mind at this point in time every time I look at it and I'm like this is 3D graphics right this is not pre-rendered right. movie this is 3D graphics it's not hand drawn and it's ridiculous to me it's ridiculous to me so um uh so there have been rumors that the next DLC character or one of the coming DLC characters of Street Fighter V was leaked right. because an, uh, a voice actor was like, congratulations to all my friends about blah, 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 blah. And he listed this and one of them was for voicing Taylor. Right. And uh, the full name of Guile's you know, military captain boss guy or whatever, yeah. the dude in the background with the mustache in the story mode, is named Brian Taylor. So that's who everyone's expect, suspecting that they're talking about. But it could just be you know, announcing for just some random because he just did the voice for him in story mode. Right. But everybody, but now all the conspiracy theorists are like, but all the people he listed there are actually usable characters, yeah. not like the side characters, whatever. So, but I mean, like a lot of people have been rumoring that that character might be the next one anyway. So. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'd be surprised if he wasn't playable considering that list. Right. Uh, to be honest. Uh, that said, yeah, it's certainly possible that Byron is just a character in the story mode. Oh, it's Byron. That's right. I called him Brian. Okay, okay. And that, you know, he required a voice. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Yeah. It doesn't really matter to me that much. Because, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if all those characters that are coming in this season are new, then I don't know how any of them are going to play. Right. And that's the whole point. That's, that's all I care about. That's what they actually, that's what Capcom was on the record saying that they wanted six brand new characters. They yeah. actually had returning characters that they decided to curb in favor yeah. of these because they really wanted to add new gameplay styles that didn't exist before. I hope that's true. And I think that's cool because Colleen is certainly unique. For sure. Right? So it would be really interesting to see, you, like, if, if Byron plays, like, as nothing like Guile as possible, like, that would be awesome. I think that would be super I, cool. I highly agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's just that since we don't know how he's going to play, I just feel like I can't care that much about it. Mm-hmm. If, it if it was like some returning character, if it was like, here, he voiced Necro, okay. I have that mean something to me. Right, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or any other returning character. I have an idea of how that character might play. But with somebody who's new, <clears throat> could be anything. So right. it doesn't uh-huh. mean too much to me yet. Little bad, bit of sad news. Uh, Mad Cats has been delisted off the New mm-hmm. York Stock Exchange. So, Mad Cats is just pretty much just mm-hmm. since the beginning of the year. Somehow, I don't think we're probably going to see any more TE sticks coming out yeah. anytime soon. Uh, we're probably going to have to rely on Razor and Hori and all the other companies, and, uh, which all and Quamba, but they all make great joysticks. So it's not going to be a problem. The, the joystick industry, from the consumer perspective, I think has <clears throat> never been in a better spot. Mm-hmm. So, always, you know, Mad Cats was really the pioneer when it comes to big companies really investing in, mm-hmm. you know, big production of that stuff. Well, that was an important role, and yeah. that's something that we should remember. But if that goes away, even still, I think consumers will be fine. So. Right. Uh, also, Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine had a tweet that basically from one of their uh, their the, from their owner that literally said. I love Street Fighter. If you're a talented player, contact email address and let us know you're interested in Cloud9. So they're literally just opening themselves up to, hey, if you want to be sponsored by Cloud9, which is a pretty legit team, yes. please hit us up. 
And I know L.I. Joe has hit them up. Uh, look, Cloud9, if they're somehow listening to this or somebody who has contacts with Cloud9 listening to this, Dominion and Commander Jesse are still sitting there. Smug is still sitting there. Like, those are four of probably the big ones I think that, that should be sponsored at some point in time. So uh, those are some important people that want to get uh, sponsored. I hear you. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, in the same... Uh, in the same announcement where they announced all the Rev2 stuff. They also announced that they are putting together a $10,000 pop bonus for both Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue at EVO. Oh, cool. So they are adding $10,000 to each game, $20,000 total awesome. to Blaze Blue and to Guilty Gear on top of the standard entry fee uh, winnings. That's so, very cool. Yes, very, very, very cool. I'm super happy about that. So let's go Guilty Gear, let's go Blaze Blue. Yeah, for sure. And uh, let's let's get a bunch of entrants in there too. So Do you remember which one was the Sunday game? Was it Blaze, Blaze Blue? Blue? Blaze Blue, yeah. Which in my heart makes me sad, obviously, because I'm the biggest Guilty Gear fan, like one of the biggest Guilty Gear, like, like um, you know, fanboys that there is so yeah um, I don't know why I'm getting hyped there's not going to be a take right <laughs> uh, we talked about that already it'll be cool I'm glad that that's up there talked about that it's talked fun. about that oh and, and then final thing from community uh, Red Bull who does really cool things with their uh, with their sponsored players uh, we had the cultivation a while ago with uh, Snake Eyes but for Bonchan actually they're doing this video series where he's just basically been hitting the road in uh, Japan and visiting all these different communities and um, like just playing Street Fighter everywhere. So there's this video series basically uh, where he's just been traveling around and doing a whole bunch of stuff there. There's an article on there and you can see some videos here. But again, if you want to check it out. Uh, you can go to redbull.com and go look for the article, or you can just look up Bonchan and, you know, just look up this title right here, Bonchan on a Mission to Build the Japanese Street Fighter V Community. Cool. And you can read all about that and watch some of the videos and everything like that. So, Very cool. Okay. So that's all I have for games, community, and event news. Uh, the other the only event news thing that I want to remind people is that, sorry, we're not actually going on break, but I just want to bring up the slides here. Mm -hmm. uh, Texas Showdown's coming up on May 5th. From um, hang on, let me do something. May fifth to seventh, uh, and in Houston, Texas, you can find out all the information at txshowdown.com. You can see it's part of the KI World Cup. Uh, they're they're supported by the Red Bull Pooping Grounds. They're part of the Red uh, the Capcom Pro Tour ranking events. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of good stuff there. You definitely want to check this out. We will be there. So oh yeah, definitely want to check this out. Looking forward to that. Didn't make it last year, but. Happy to be back this year, because mm -hmm. that, as we said before, that tournament has been on the upswing again, mm -hmm. after many years of being on the very much downswing. Mm -hmm. But, man, ever since Javier got back involved, good work. Mm -hmm. Good work. Very excited for that. All right. Strong um, region. Okay, so do you want to talk about this last topic here, the Smash Yeah, Box sure. Stuff? So, um, probably can't, I can't get into it too in-depth for ethical conflicts reasons, but... Mm -hmm. um, so there's been some stuff with Smashbox. It's over here. Uh, Smashbox. <laughs> so, the folks who make the hitbox have created a Smashbox, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Um, part of the genesis of that was the idea that people could play 
even if they couldn't really do the very complex, terrible for your right. wrist things that are required by playing a GameCube game controller carpal tunnels your hands like nobody's business because you're just like this all the time. Right. Um, so uh, with that in mind, they created Smashbox. They had some people in there to help them out in the design of it and in the testing of it, the play testing of it. One of those guys was Hacks, mm-hmm. who of course has had... Hand issues, yes. which sucks. I mean, I remember identifying with guy. It's bad news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, certainly, he was at a much higher level than I was. But it's it sucks if you're at a high level in something and then you can't do it anymore. It feels terrible. I, I I certainly get that. So he was in there, and unfortunately, after that happened, there was a falling out, and that is kind of coming to light. You know, there have been some chat logs that have been shown, some sort of texting back and forth okay. that has been shown. Um, and some stories written uh, about this lately in which, um, you know, Hax is doing a competing, a competing thing. Right, he just basically the tested box. their product and then is coming out with his own version of basically. it. Basically, that is basically what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really unfortunate thing. You yeah, know, the, the, especially the because the, the Smashbox, they started their Kickstarter. Yeah, they, they had a Kickstarter, yeah, uh, like... Uh-huh. Which got downvoted very badly on the YouTube channel, in part because, you know, there's the whole scene thing, right? The the Hitbox guys are not, like, native Smash folks. Mm -hmm, They're mm -hmm. as FGC as it gets, but, like, haven't really been involved in that, whereas, obviously, Hacks is, like, born and bred. So, um, that's been a big thing in in the row between the two parties, is that Hacks is in a position where he can have a lot of fans behind him, mm-hmm. folks in the tournament community, organizing community that can sort of help things out for him in a way that the hitbox guys don't get. So I, it's very unfortunate that that has come up. It's it's a interesting kind of look at the differences between the two communities, right? We right. talk about this sometimes, how uh, FGC in general and Smash are not entirely contiguous and happy with each other, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the this this is this is uh, you know you can really see it here because the the hitbox guys are like super legit when it comes to the FGC, right. but can be seen as outsiders from within the Smash right. perspective. Uh, and although I'm not sure that that's like entirely accurate, that has been a big characterization mm-hmm. of what's mm-hmm. gone on. So. It's just one of those things that like makes me consider how the two scenes kind of mesh. It's right. it's, it's not well, perfect, the, man. The other thing, the other thing too, is it really exemplifies the general natures of the scenes. The FGC, uh, traditional FGC, is very much community focused, right? And they're very much everyone's kind of on an equal footing. But the Smash community is still very much uh, admiration for the, the the top players, the special players. So in this particular case, hacks can easily come out and just be like, "These guys are evil. Believe me." Right. And that's the end. And yeah, I, I think that a lot of that has happened. Yeah. And by the way, absolutely correct. Boy, that yellow is hard on my eyes. A character says uh, that Smash isn't even contiguous. Maybe the players hate Smash Four players. Right. Yeah. I mean, okay, that's I, f- I think a fair point. But certainly from the perspective of of the larger FGC, the Smash scenes maybe. Maybe pluralize it. Mm-hmm. Um, has there haven't been you know the perfect marriage in there? 
I really uh, am sad for the Hitbox guys for how this has turned out so far. The right. uh, as you said, it's I think easy for uh, people in the Smash scene to to sort of cultivate fandom right. in a way that it's not easy to to get in. The rest of the FGC, unless you're somebody crazy like Daigo, like right, it's the right. really very few examples. Of I mean, it, it, a lot of people are saying it's kind of a, a really messed up situation, but like I guess when it came to light that Dustin handled it kind of. I mean, they say that he handled it more emotionally than professionally. You know, yeah, I mean, he's upset. Like that. Yeah, it's so. uh, like I said, I can't. I don't think I can get too much into the details of it, but uh, it definitely sucks, and mm-hmm. I encourage people to check it out. Just as like I said, if no other reason, then it's an interesting perspective on the clashes that can happen in the scene. I'm sure from the perspective of the hitbox guys, it doesn't feel like they're like intruding on something else. Because right. like, hey, I see these Smash guys at tournaments all the time. Like, we're in the same scene, right? I don't know if that's necessarily how Melee right. and Smash 4 players consider it. Right. So. So it's no, a, not without yeah, that reason. It's an unfortunate situation. I mean, I, I feel like there was definitely a lot of mistakes that were made, like... Uh, the fact that, um, like, again, I don't know the details. Obviously, you haven't told me anything, right? So I mean, um, it's, all, it's all out there. Right, but, like, For I the guess they didn't get hacks to sign any sort of, you know, agreements or anything like that, NDAs or anything like that. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a touchy situation, and so it's probably going to be rough. And it's unfortunate that something like this has to happen, and then, you know, like you said, they download this video and yeah. everything, and, like, the Kickstarter's probably getting... Uh, messed up now. It's probably not getting yeah. support. You know when, and I've heard some people talking about how the Smashbox maybe is not the most ergonomic idea. Anyway, uh, I think part of why they had hacks in there was to have the perspective of somebody who was a strong player in that game. Mm-hmm. Test it out. Test it out. Give us some feedback on like what you would like to see. Sure enough, he did provide some of that. Right, especially since he's a person with the carpal tunnel, so right. it's especially important to him. For sure. Right. For so. sure. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's what happened. But you guys can definitely uh, uh, do some research on it. Again, um, we're just talking about it because it's just something we want to bring up. It's an interesting situation. It's an unfortunate situation that's been happening. And there's something going on in the FGC. Um, if you want to find more story history on it, I'm sure it's not hard to find on the Internet. If you just yeah. do some search for it, just do a little bit of research. Check Reddit. Check, uh, check the Smash Reddits. And uh, just probably do some search. You'll probably see all the all the goings on over there. But keep in mind that it is the internet. So when you go on there, it's probably going to be pretty uh, vitriol, full of vitriol. You Might know. be. Yeah. So just be forewarned. So. Might be. Perfidious sin sums it up excellently, saying all this beef between sub scenes in the FGC. You're all nerds playing video games. Get over yourselves entirely agree but I will the say, reality is that people have tough time getting over themselves I won't say nerds I will say very fanatical people that's all I'll say we're definitely nerds we are definitely nerds yeah. but you know what All everybody is a nerd in some way even if you're a fan of baseball you're a baseball nerd if you're a fan of I don't know, man. cars you're a car nerd that's how I see it we, we say that now but you know what I mean by nerd <laughs> You know, I, I'm not. I don't mean enthusiast. Okay, that's a. There's a different meaning in there. Fine. <laughs> I'm definitely in that group too. Man. Just, I feel like it's worth just recognizing about yourself. Oh, man. 
Yeah, we're definitely all nerds. Yes. If you're watching this right now, it is somewhere between 10.43 at night and tomorrow, if you're watching live. And you're only doing that if you're a nerd. And I appreciate it. You're I appreciate that, your you're nerddom. you that our, our fan base is all nerds? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nerds! Ha <laughs> ha, nerds! Yeah. As a jock, it's my duty to bother... I forget what the exact phrasing was from Homer when he went right. back to college, uh-huh. but, you know. <laughs> he thought he wasn't the nerd. Yep. Not sure that was right. Not sure that was right. Oh, man. Cool. Hey, you can be a, you can be a nerd and also a not-nerd. Man. It's not an easy balance, but... Uh, one, one year I had two birthday parties for my sports friends and my nerd friends. Because I was pretty sure they would fight. <laughs> <laughs> so I had two birthday parties. So my friends would. The fact that you even had that fight. many friends that have two separate birthday it was, parties. I didn't have like giant parties, James. Not it, it was like five to ten. Mr. On Popularity Ultra oh, yeah. David here you with his it. ultra parties. You, you, know? you know me, man. God. Big big party guy. Back then. In college was a different story, but pre-college. Well, I, I appreciated that you did invite me to the not jock party because, you know, obviously, I'm definitely not a nerd. I don't know if you could legally have hung out with us when we were in high school. Would that have been legal? Been weird. <laughs> okay, yeah, hey, man, want to come hang out with my 15-year-old buddies? <laughs> sure. sure thing. Sure, kid. I will teach you about life and what college is like. <laughs> yeah. Sure, and we're what, even in college like anymore, to, which, what, what it would be literally like once you graduated. get a real job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey man, I knew some models who were nerds. Oh god, there's plenty of models that are couple. nerds, right? So you can't even say that they're not. There's hella nerds. I yeah. mean, a lot of the cosplay people, they're nerds, right? They're know. the biggest nerds, nerds in the world. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like how we both decided to make your voice like <laughs> deep. It was probably exactly the same as it is now. Yeah, it's right? pretty much. Like yeah. it wouldn't have. I actually, I honestly don't think it was as scratchy as it. As oh, it was okay, now. maybe so. Yeah. The only reason why because I think one, I did too much commentary, and two, I drink too much soda, and I think that's kind of mm-hmm. how my voice ended up this way. Are you on the slow path to the Seguia disease? I could be. War has changed. Oh my god! It's funny because I think a lot of people don't know him, but. Uh, we mentioned before, Chris Segley is the guy who runs Tenno Productions, which does most of the big streams nowadays. Which basically is responsible for making all the fighting game events look cool. Like, they did yeah. both... Uh, Capcom Cup Capcom. and Evo. Yeah, and they, and they did uh, Final Round and CAD Cup in the same weekend. Right. Then, right after that, the guys they who were at... They did something at PAX East, right? And, Pac- and, and PAX East. And right after that, they went on the road, stayed in Texas, went on the road... To South by Southwest, so they're doing everything. And also keep in mind that the ESPN broadcast on TV was not done by ESPN, Correct. it was done by the Tenno Productions. Correct. But the reason I bring it up is because Chris Seglia has. Seglia. I gotta tell you, one of the weirdest voices I've ever met. I mean, I'm not gonna tell it because Super it's, it's not my business. You know why his voice yeah. is like that? Okay, uh, he's okay, told okay. it. I don't think he's. I don't think that's a secret. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. mean, it's not it's not anything weird or anything no, like just, that. So he drank too much lemonade. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's why I'm on that path. Basically, I'm just gonna end up that way if I drink too much soda. Like he literally drank too much lemonade and screwed up his vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's wild to me that that's even possible. 
but it is. So now he talks with this very raspy voice, like like to the raspiness of you he don't sounds have like Solid Snake most of the time. Yeah, not even kind of like that. It's like no, raspier. It's, than it's that. raspier. Yeah, uh-huh. I feel like it's the bare bones. I don't know. Look, for some reason, this is how I conceptualize voices. I don't know why, but I think of it as a loom, and you have like all these threads, and you've like threaded up a scarf or something on the, like a shirt on the loom, and you cre- you're creating like all these uh, little threads, right? You, you know what a loom is? Isn't I know loom is. Okay, that's just how I think about it. But when I <laughs> shut up, man. But <laughs> when I think about Chris, I think about like these little thread bears, and you can just see right through it. Uh-huh. There's like no cover. There's no shirt there. Right. It's all been just blown away. They're not making anything on that loom. It's just. Right. It's funny though because I. I, I always honestly, thought about I voices like feel, that. I always feel like though that's how. Pe- that's how. In fact, they talked to one of those uh, savants out there who was really good at doing math, mm. and they asked them how it works. And every time you give him a number, that number has a shape in its. Head. I've read about this guy. Yeah, and he has a different number. So when he adds numbers together, the shapes merge together right. and they form something else. Right. And he recognizes the numbers by the shapes. And they tested him by giving him a bunch of random numbers, and then like week later, they asked him the same thing, and sure enough, all the shapes that he drew were the same and everything. Really weird. Very, very interesting. Really yeah, no, he had to model it physically. It was yeah, like clay or something. Clay, that he modeled. Yeah, uh-huh. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Brains are super weird. And uh, there is something else that, that, that I do something like that with. I think it's like voices. But like voices don't create a physical thing. Voices create an emotional resonance in, the, in like how I hear them, which is why I'm really good at recognizing people through their voices as opposed to anything else. Like, there are just times that we'll just be watching something, and I'm like, that's, the, that's this person. And my brother's like, what the hell? Like, how could you tell that that was them? Ooh, sure enough, it you're, was them. you're a pro with that, huh? Yeah, I'm actually really good at recognizing voices. That's why I've always been fascinated with, like, who does cartoon voices and stuff like that. So, Because it's really interesting to find out who does the voices, like, multiple things and, and such. So, what Words look like things to me. Uh, that is to say, that's hard to explain, I suppose. But if I, if I draw the word apple, it's like, it doesn't just represent apple. It's uh-huh. like, it looks like a thing. Do you get that? Hmm. You know I mean? Not in the way that this guy was like creating right, a shape, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like the letters, I don't know, man. They like, may, they look like something right. and nothing else looks like that. And so whenever I think of a word, there's like some kind of shape involved, some kind of, it looks like something. Right. And I mean, so the words that I hate the most, here's the word I hate the most. This is very weird. Moist? We're really getting into the weird stuff now. No, it's torrid. Because, torrid? Yeah, because horrid looks like something to me. Horrible looks like, it's like a thing uh-huh, that I'm uh-huh. seeing when I look at those words. And then I look at torrid and the O-R-R-I-D looks like the same, right? Uh-huh. But it means a very different thing. Torrid doesn't mean anything like Does what torrid like means. Is it like a turd or? No, dude. The O has a face. That's weird. Yeah. But it doesn't mean the same thing, so it bothers me that it looks like something and it's not that thing. <laughs> and, like, when I see it, I'm, like, bothered. <laughs> shouldn't look like that, man. I mean, like, so it's interesting because we're talking about this and, like, for me, words kind of are like this, like, they're, they're oral to me, which makes sense, right? I, I hear them, but that's, this is where the puns come from. 
I can't hear words without it just like repeating in my head or like just morphing into weird things or like finding things that they're related to or what they sound like. Like honestly, I don't make up puns to be a jerk or to be mean yeah. or make no. people upset or whatever like that. There, dude, I was at a, a party just recently, right? And like, I only knew like cool guy James. I only knew like two people there, two or three people there, right? And so we're all sitting around. I meet all these guys first time. First time, someone said something, and I just had this pun, and I wanted to let it out, but I was like, none of these people know me. I can't do this. So they yeah. kick me out of the house. Yeah. But like, this is what I mean. I can't help it. Like, it's just, it's just there. I can't do anything about it, which is why when everyone's always like, do you write your puns beforehand? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. like, yeah, dude, like, it's, I can't help it. It's just, it, that's how my brain works. So there's just this weird, like, puzzle thing with words, right? That's why I also know everybody's cars via their license plate, because I memorize all the three letters on everybody's car, Whoa. because I get stuck on that. I used to do a, a driving game, you know, to pass the time. I would look at the letters and try to make the shortest word I could with those letters in that order. That just sounds kind of cool. Yeah, so I would just, like, it's weird. Like, words have always been fascinating to me. It's just something that I've always, like, kind of mold and stuff like that. And yet, I did poorly in my English SATs, but, mm. you know, who knows. Somebody asked what the word cromulent looks like to me, and it doesn't look like anything. Cromulent it, looks like the teacher who said it in The Simpsons. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But like, in the same sense as other words look like things to me, it doesn't because it doesn't really have a meaning. Like, right, there has yeah, to be a meaning for uh, me to see something in it. People are calling us weird. You guys are weird. You're weird. You're hey, weird nerds. You know what I was thinking about the other day? You know how cats purr, right? They're constantly making a noise. Mm-hmm. But it's like, they just keep it up. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, what if a human did that? What, how would it sound? What, what would a human do? Probably Wait, sound a lot like Seglia talking. <laughs> I think that it would be a human just going, yup, yup. <laughs> I oh, thought it would just, I just thought it would have been just purring like, like yeah. I was doing. When I, when I said that to Cantley, she just walked out of the room. <laughs> All right, David. Yeah, I probably did the same. I probably did the same. So Anyway, I don't think there's anything else to talk about. <laughs> Describing Arturo. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to do that next time I see you. Yeah. yeah. It's like low. But see, and you what, can continue it for a while. But see, the thing time. is, I would probably just go, yeah. But then if you like scratch me at the back of my neck, I would go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when cats purr, you notice how they, they're breathing in too. It's like they're uh, breathing uh, out uh, and in. Uh, uh, so it's just a noise that they make while they're b- doing both. Uh, uh. I don't know if I can do that. Really, as, oh, a, yeah. as a person. Like, it sounds super weird. Dude, you know what? I'm going to tell you what the cutest thing is, though. My, my, my kitten used to... when my, my cat, Nathan, when he was a kitten, he basically could not stop purring. He was purring 100% of the time. Awesome. Right? So the cutest thing was when he was sleeping on my lap... Well, he was lying on my lap, and you could just hear him purring, and the purr goes... And it stops, oh, and he starts snoring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the it's sleep. like it's sleep. so yep. cute. It's sure. so cute when he used to do that. So I was sure. always like, oh, he fell asleep. Like you know yeah. exactly when he fell asleep. That shit is adorable, dude. So I brought the fact of cats breathing in while purring up in the hopes that you would try it, but you didn't. I thought that would be funny if I could convince you to do Purr a yup, breathe at this, or yup, breathe while trying to breathe in. It didn't happen. Sorry, you don't have to do it. 
I just thought it would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's get out of here. All right, James, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you guys later. Definitely tune in for E-League to the next two days for some more Steve and Steve action as well. So, all right, guys. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> huh?